welcome everyone to the latest episode of Pure Dead Gaming Afterlife and our fourth revisited episode. Each month we take a deep dive into a past game, giving our impressions and thoughts. Previously we've covered The Last of Us, Detroit Become Human, Red Dead Redemption. If you haven't listened to those episodes already, then sort your fucking life out. This month we're taking a look at Kojima's timeless classic, Metal Gear Solid. I'm Pure Dead Craig as ever, joined by Donnie and a returning Afterlife guest, Mr. Deadbeat Punk. How are we all? Superb. And how are you, Craig? You sound fantastic. <laughs> right, the I'm ill as fuck. Run- Craig has man flu. <laughs> man flu is running wild at a Pure Dead Gaming HQ and I'm fucking hanging by a feather. Are you sure it's not the Rona? I don't think so. I don't know. I- I- Covid's gone. Covid fucked off ages ago. <laughs> Well, this is a retro show. It's a throwback. We start getting nostalgic about disease here. <laughs> It'll be funny when we do actually do like a retro COVID show. And we have to explain to people oh, do you what, remember what lockdown? it was. Wasn't that great? I fucking loved lockdown. I thought it was everyone else was everyone was had their knickers in a twist and I was like, This is fucking great, Chai. Fucking fucking brilliant, folk. Four months off, it was great. I see I didn't get that, but the streets oh. were empty, see, for a couple of weeks. It was like walking about in a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And that was just going to Asda. Aye. Only the only the bravest few were out. <laughs> but anyway, how is everyone, apart from myself? All right. Can't complain too much. Excited to do this. Talk about Metal Gear Solid. Sat here in my Kojima Productions hoodie. Are you actually? I am, I, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell because we don't have the cameras on because of your shitey internet. <laughs> don't blame I've got new internet, thank you very much. Don't forget. Oh, yeah, it shows. Was it, so was that my internet that other week on your show, was it? Well, you know, it works all right for everybody else. Yeah, it, it must have been something on my end. So you're just blaming me, just like that? Yeah, Fuck it was it your man. fault, Donny. I will blame you. Thanks. Old, That's how it works. The old Highlands internet. Pish. I have new internet now, though. New internet. 120 megabytes. Yeehaw! It's all right, actually. That's not I know. Bad. Back in the modern world. All right. You'll be, wank- you'll be wanking over a webcam in no time. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> okay, so we're here to talk about... Metal Gear Solid, which is actually the third instalment in the Metal Gear Solid season uh, series after 1987's Metal Gear and the follow-up Metal Gear Solid 2 Solid Snake, which uh, came out in 1990. Metal Gear 2. Metal Gear 2, sorry, Solid Snake, which released in 1990. Uh, in, Metal Gear, we contr- in Metal Gear Solid, we control protagonist Solid Snake, a soldier who infiltrates a nuclear weapons facility to neutralise the terrorist threat from Foxhound a renegade special forces unit. Snake must liberate hostages and stop the terrorists from launching a nuclear strike. Released in 1998, Metal Gear Solid was revolutionary for its use of in-game engine-rendered cutscenes and voice acting throughout. The familiar style for crea- a familiar style for creator Hideo Kojima, the game would go on to sell 7 million copies and holds a 94 on Metacritic, making it one of the most beloved and respected games of all time, but not quite Elden Ring. <laughs> um, so what was everyone's experience with this when it first 
released and we were all unfortunately old enough well i wasn't old enough to appreciate it that's my excuse right i played it when i was about 13 years old and i didn't get it oh. far too sophisticated for a lad at 13 that just wanted to wank all the time i just i didn't i didn't get it at all it didn't click with me in the slightest it wasn't until five six ish years later when i was 19 20 that I got it. That's quite strange because the target audience is around 13 years old. Chronic masturbators that only have a very loose handle in politics. There's, there's loads of opportunities to masturbate in it as well. Kojima seems like a bit of a creep when, he, when he you is. actually take some of the take some of the stuff into consideration. <laughs> yes, yeah, some of the yeah, some of the lines haven't aged well at all. If there if there ever is a remake, they need to kind of patch that, I think. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Punk? Did you play at launch? I did indeed. I rented this out and after renting it from ExtraVision where they give you a little box with their logo on it and the name of the game on it, I was somewhat scundered later on in the playthrough. Oh, when we'll get to that. We shall yeah. get to that. <laughs> yeah, I've got a story about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know about you, but obviously like playing it just now for this episode again, so it's the first time I've played it in mm-hmm. best part of 15 years. I forgot how fucking hard this game was. Like, the amount of times the game over, the beautiful game over graphics appears, I was just like, Snake! 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 Snake, are you okay? Snake! Snake! Just like that. I, I don't remember it being that fucking hard. But I think what you don't remember is the fact that back then all games were harder and so it wasn't as obvious at the time and I think just over the course of the last 25 years we've all got a bit soft. For the There's most that. Part. Some games obviously aside. Well, traditionally but... games, especially on cartridges, weren't very long so they mm-hmm. had to be hard to yeah. make them up- yeah. last a bit longer. Get your money's worth, yeah. We used to want to get months out of these games now we want to get eight hours so we can move on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I know times have changed in that sense, you're right. Because obviously back I mean I remember back N sixty four days, if you got if you got a game every three months, you were fucking delighted, you know. New game. Yeah. Now it's every week, fucking bank balance, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my, so my introduction to the game was actually through the demo. There was a, a demo that came out. Uh, we actually got a writing from James uh, who said, I remember the demo coming with ISS Pro 98, quality time. I also remember getting excited about the game from magazine reviews. Don't think I've played the original since it came out, but it was class then. Nikita Missile Launcher springs to mind. And mm-hmm. so that was actually my introduction to it, was the demo. And... 1998, I was the same as you, Donnie, I was 13, and this was, between this and Tenshu, which released in the same year, Mm -hmm. these were my introductions to stealth, and this is where my love for stealth grew. So is that where your passion for, like, creeping in bushes outside of people's house came from, then, is that? Aye, exactly, that that was the moment, nice, nice. Speaking of creeping in bushes, Donnie, you mentioned you were 13 when this game came out? Yes. Give or take. You've called me old before. You're older than I am. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know, but you... when this came out. <laughs> In my defence, you seem older. I seem more mature. I don't seem older. <laughs> there's, there's that. No, actually, As hang a... on. You seem mature. <laughs> We're playing that game, are we? We are, yes. 
I'm a respected business owner. What the fuck are you? A, I lot made... pot, a lot of pots and a lot of kettles in here. I, I, think. Well, I think so. <laughs> You're a sign on a lamppost. And <laughs> and a picture on someone's wall. Mm. Wanted. Yeah. Dead or alive. <laughs> but yeah, like so the demo was pretty much the opening 40 minutes or so of the game. But obviously within that, there's only maybe probably 20 minutes at best of, of gameplay. But <laughs> I just remember playing see especially the opening section just with a couple of enemies i remember playing that over and over and (laughs) over again just like like i say i'd I'd never really experienced stealth before in a game and i was Mm -hmm. like this is so fucking cool you can Mm -hmm. actually like you can try and take like i was i was always like trying to experiment in different ways to take them out and then it was a very similar thing with with tenshu like i got a demo on i think it was from like the official playstation magazine before it came out and um it would have been after I played the demo for this and Intensio, you got to play like an opening section, but it was like a, it was almost like a kind of maze, but it was like a, a squared off area. Like there was a maze and there was, I think, 15 enemies in it. And so because at the time you, you weren't able to really buy games all the time, you were waiting for Christmas and stuff like that. What I did was I made little games with the Tenshu game where I was like, right, okay, I need to take all 15 enemies out without getting spotted. And then once I was yeah. able to do that, I was like, right, I would, and I would start timing myself and trying to do it in like a quicker time. And I did the same with this, like just trying to like find new ways to do it without getting spotted. And like, it's it's totally from these two demos and then go on to the games where like I'm obsessed with stealth games these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's because of these two games. I think everybody had that same reaction to when you stepped on puddles and that alerted guards or yeah. they noticed your footprints in the snow. Yeah. 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 And the That's... first thing you wanted to do is fuck with the guards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was it was groundbreaking. Like I'm trying to think. There must have been there must have been stealth games before this. Yeah, it's a complete ripoff of Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, aye, that was a belter. That was a belter. But I mean, uh, next month's episode. <laughs> <laughs> was there was there any proper stealth games before this? None that I played. Like, did did the uh, Mission Impossible game come out before this? On the sixty four. Think or it was, was on that the later? PlayStation as well. It would have been around a similar era, but there wasn't really stealth in Cause, that. Because to my like, I mean, certainly, like there was plenty of games that passed me by at this time, mm-hmm. but like I don't remember any proper stealth games mm-hmm. before that. Not not at this not at this level and budget, I suppose, at the time. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought anyway. It just—it's always sort of felt to me like it started a genre almost. Well, it definitely made it popular, but I'm trying to think when Thief came out, because of course it's the Polygon era. This was when things were moving into 3D. Yeah, yeah, that would have been—it would have been '98, but I don't know if it was at the same. Yeah, I, I thought I, Thief I, was I, later. Thief probably was later because this came out quite like films later. Because this was like February or March '98, it came out. So I think Tenshu well, was, was certainly later in the year. Over here, maybe Thief was localized quicker. Right, aye, it could be that. Yeah, but no, definitely. I mean, that's good that we all sort of checked it out at the time because we've got that sort of comparison going back through the years. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I certainly I didn't pick up the game right at launch, but I did play it within like a sort of short order of it coming out. Yeah, well, the day one wasn't really a thing on releases because you were never sure when things actually came out you kind of had released windows you didn't have mm-hmm. days yeah oh god no 
and what didn't help was obviously magazines are a month behind as well and we didn't have mm. twitter to update us live or you know <laughs> we had none of that you know you, your magazine came in you knew it was going to be a point but if it changed you, you didn't find out till next month that our fucking dates changed and like now like i said it's instant news all the time in the palm of your hand i remember back this would have been round about this sort of time and uh I was just obsessed with it. I was just saying it's where I got the demo for this, but the mm-hmm. ISS Pro games, the football games. And our, in our town, we had a electronics boutique, which might have been game at... No, it would still be electronics boutique at this time. And in fact, it definitely was. And they never seemed to know the exact dates of games. I think it was just the people in there were absolutely terrible at their mm-hmm. job. But so I used to, I knew roughly when each year when the football game would come out, but I didn't know the mm-hmm. exact date. And like you say, the magazines were a year, a week, a month behind. So I used to walk into the town, walk like two miles into the town and go in and go, uh, is, is the new game out yet? And they'd be like, no, <laughs> not, not yet. Try next week. And I'd be like, right, okay. And I'd do it next week. And then the next week, that's, I mean... It sounds like a. Sounds I mean, like night- your staff are a lot more polite than they were around this neck, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just you think about it, right? Ninety eight in some ways doesn't feel like that long ago. But walking two miles to go to a shop to go, have you got it yet? And then to go, <laughs> no, I'll come back later, and you go, I all right. Just it on the like fucking shelves, son. <laughs> the no, it's not in <laughs> exactly. And then one week you would just walk in, it'd be there, and that'd be you made up, and you just think, how did this? How was this reality? Consider where we're at now. Yeah, I, it's funny because what you're saying, I can totally, totally resonate with with Ocarina of Time. That you know, like thinking it was out and it's not out, and well, where the fuck is it? It's next week. Absolutely right. Yeah. God, how fucking. And that's back days. when you had to pre-order, or you would have to wait until the second shipment, which could be two weeks to a month more right. later. Right. Yeah. Totally. Aye. No fucking day one patches then. <laughs> No they, no, they just made games that fucking worked out the box. That was the difference. <laughs> so, moving on then, what did we think of the intro to the game and the design of Solid Snake? I think the intro is still, I still think it's, it's still superb. Um, that kind of introduction over credits where it felt like you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And that obviously has became Kojima-style throughout his entire career since this moment really um i just even now just thought this just looks so fucking good and at the time i I can't obviously think how it felt at the time but even now it still feels great and snake's design still amazing he's fucking badass with his bandana and that you know and when i was kind of doing the crotch straps that got me and i still (laughs) don't know why he has them yeah oh is that for your parachute you prick it's just so that he's fucking ready for all eventualities. Just make his package look a bit bigger. <laughs> he's failed. Is, is, that all, is that all you need? Fuck's sake. <laughs> and when I was doing a bit of research, kind of as I was playing it, and I kind of read this thing where it was saying that Snake's design, his body was kind of based on Jean-Claude Van Damme, which makes sense. And then his face was based on Christopher Walken. And I was like, Christopher Walken, what, what the fuck? This could have been anything. Yeah, but the thing is, brick. the problem is, is that see with that moment when I read that, I then, I then couldn't picture David Hader's voice anymore. All I could picture was Christopher Walken speaking. That was a the problem then for me. So I'm sitting there thinking, I'm sitting there playing the game, and I'm like, Christopher Walken is like, wow, liquid. We must stop. Well, and- Snake did sneak a few things up his anus. <laughs> 
Cigarettes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's yeah, more comfortable it's, than a watch. It's interesting what you say, like, about um, Snake's face could have been anything. And, like, you're right. Like, they did. It, all, it seemed intentional that they went with quite a low-detailed face. Mm-hmm. And you I think wonder it was the case of inserting yourself in the character, leaving it neutral. Possibly, yeah, because I mean, like it's not like certainly for the time the graphics were good, and they mm. and there's there was plenty of games at the time that had more facial detail. So it, yeah, it maybe was something like that. I mean, like you say, Donny, they've based it off a certain person, but like I don't know, it it did feel like almost intentionally. Like when when I was playing it, like I was looking at it, and it's not that this is what he looks like, but it reminded me like a Funko Pop, but mm-hmm. it was like, it's quite like, it's like 90% just skin, and then a couple yeah, of eyes, you know what I mean? you see a Funko Pop, you know what it is. That's so true. it's still got a style to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's true. the opening credits, having the voice actors, yeah. names with them, that made it feel like a real premium product. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's easy now to to look at it in, under today's lens and be like, ah, it's just a standard intro. But I mean, that really was like it was the start of a Bond movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you say that, Craig. But even now, if you okay, take away obviously any of the Metal Gear games or even um, Death Stranding and things, when characters come on screen, it doesn't show you their real name. They're all the voice that's, actors. That's that's still unique even now, yeah. and it still goes, and I still enjoy it from that kind of unique style. And it's not even, that doesn't even just happen like right at the beginning. That happens throughout. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it happens in yeah. Death Stranding all the time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it has a, a unique style. And like, I remember, like I say, as I say, coming from the demo, just being like, holy shit, this is like proper, it just, it felt film-like. I was like, is mm-hmm. this actually, because at the time that was, when I got that disc, I was like, I didn't, I'd never heard of Metal Gear before. Like mm-hmm. I, I hadn't heard of the first two games. I didn't know that it was. I just assumed for probably years that it was the first game in the series, and I hadn't heard that it was coming out. And I think I just looked at it and went, "Is this actually going to be like a full release? Like this? It just seems almost like I don't even think I knew what a tech demo was at the time. But also, <laughs> it almost felt like a tech demo, if you know what I mean. Like because mm-hmm. it, it just felt so much of a. It felt like a big leap. Like we were almost. I know that the PlayStation One had been out for a couple of years, but I still felt like we were. Or I certainly myself was still getting used to three D games. Oh God, yeah, time. yeah, yeah. And yeah. and then to have this almost like at the time what felt like a blending of film and and games. You were mm-hmm. like, holy shit! How fast is this accelerating? Yeah, it's interesting what you say about you not knowing obviously about Metal Gear One and Two. Metal Gear Solid was chosen that name. Not it was purposely not made Metal Gear Three because of it had barely no market in the Western world at all. So it didn't want to seem like a like a third part of a game that people hadn't heard of. It was designed that way to sound unique. So you've actually proven that point just like that. Yeah, I think a similar thought process was put in the Final Fantasy. That's why we've got the strange numbering schemes. Yes. Yeah, because... I'm not going to play number six. I haven't even seen the last five. Yeah. But, I mean, I was all over every Final Fantasy, so... <laughs> I know you were. If anyone, if anyone needs a catch-up, just let Grindy me know. Grindy Craig. <laughs> just you wait till next month. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was talking about Platinums back in the 90s. <laughs> you were ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about the game and the design then. 
Well, not to hark back earlier to what I was saying about messing about with guards, playing tricks on them. I felt this was the first game that, not quite a sandbox, but it felt like one. This is where, this is where we get Hitman from. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think it's like GTA. Whenever they discovered the bug that made cars crash into you, and then they became the police. It's like, you know, people really enjoy messing about with the guards and moving their mm-hmm. bodies, and you know, just doing silly things, being able to play around. And it's yeah. Like, that, that that's that's exactly what I got from the begin right from the beginning of it. I was like, holy shit, you can mm-hmm. you can try and tackle this your own way. And I, yeah. looking back now, it almost was like it almost feels like it was an illusion that you could do that because there's so many games now where you can properly do that that it seems so quaint and yes. comparison. But at the time, like that was totally it. You were like, holy shit, this is that was a freedom we were agency. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It's- yeah, I mean, you're, obviously you already mentioned footsteps in the snow again, because obviously that only really happened at the beginning, it was only relevant at the beginning, totally forgot about that, and again, replaying this just now, and I totally forgot that was a thing in this game, I'm like, holy shit, they had that mm-hmm. back then, you know, and little details like, when you smoke, you actually see bits of smoke coming out, and then your health drops, mm-hmm. like, like that's, yeah. like, that is just so, so fucking good, and um I just think that all these all these little tidbits were just so clever at the time and just way above anything anyone else was doing, even probably for a couple of years, but it was just so ahead of the curve in that way. And again, I was reading as well that in, in, for the, you mentioned obviously the fucking with the guards and stuff and how they walk and move and the tactics they use. He actually went and, and visited military camps and did like, and got you know soldiers did like demo tactics and showed them how they react to things and he was inside tanks and seen how they move because all that stuff then got relayed onto the game. And you can see how much that pays off. Because everything, even back then, still feels quite realistic in a way, as much as obviously as you can in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it shows, like, obviously, like, everything with, what, 20, 24 years, like, obviously, it's going to show the cracks now and stuff. Quick but at the, at the time... you to say that. I know. <laughs> I realised how fucking old I am. But um back when games were in black and white. Exactly. exactly. The pain was the pain was him fucking doing quick maths. It's it's been a it's, it's been a he punishing that post. <laughs> it's been a punishing fucking twenty minutes realizing you're younger than me as well. <laughs> but, uh, I both of us uh, are. I know. Um but yeah, like Sorry, just... do you want me to speak louder? <laughs> you might have to put a kill over over here but um it, it did it totally felt like like you're saying see i remember it's just a memory that you jogged there when you said that but like see with the whole smoking and it put your health down and you could see like the the, the smoke coming out like i don't vividly remember like one of my pals going over for like a sleepover or something like that, and me being like look at this can you fucking believe this look what they've done the detail in this even like, and it's cold as well. You see the the, the breath, the, you know, yeah. the, the condensation. You see that as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it didn't even add that much, but it was just those little touches that you were little like, they, they're it's all one in of on the this. numerous urination scenes where you get vapor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to say as well, like, obviously, it's twenty five years old, so it's not going to look <laughs> by modern day standards. But I still think this game looks good. Because see if you compare how Metal Gear Solid looks today to Resident Evil and Tomb Raider, which came out similar times, light years ahead of both of them. Well, um, I mean, 
Resident Evil was 96, though. So was Tomb Raider. Yeah. Right, okay, well, similar times. Dragon. Similar yeah. times, aye. Yeah. I, d- I, again, I don't know. Given like, the camera angle and designs of the game, you're, like, it was just a top-down game. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Although I must admit, like, switch that, that see that first person switching was so seamless and so cool. That's a really yeah, nice touch. That was really fucking well done. Yeah, yeah. And again, even playing it now, it, it still is. It still feels really fucking cool. Yeah, although I, I don't see at first when I started playing, like I did find it quite jarring because I was like, I, I don't know, just when you went into first person, it, it felt like it took me a little bit to adjust. Like back then, when back then playing it, you would just you'd go into first person and you would just get on with your business. It'd almost be seamless. But I felt like for a long time when I was doing this, every time I went in, I was like, I had to sort of get my bearings once again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just because it is it. I don't know. Obviously, in plenty of games, you can switch into a sort of mode like that, but it feels a little bit mm. different than this, yeah. maybe because yeah. it was one of the first games to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's certainly what I got from it anyway. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it was cool. Like There was so many things like that that were ahead of its time, I yeah. felt. Well, obviously, like it, the cinematics themselves and just how, obviously, because it was obviously all in, all in game, there wasn't any sort of pre-rendered stuff. It, it, it worked better because it made it feel more like that movie that obviously that, that Kojima's going for. You know, it's everything is everything is, is supposed to feel like you're watching, not just playing. Um and all that again, still even now, even though we're, we're so used to that, it still felt really, really good again all these years later, you know. And little things like giving enemies backstories, you know, it's like enemies weren't or bosses weren't just a boss. They had a story, they had a reason, they had a motive. Mm-hmm. And that again is just such clever writing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I suppose it depends. Like, this game's never had a remake, but it has. There is various ways to play it, so I suppose it will depend on on how you did play it mm-hmm. recently or whatever. But like, I actually one of my cousins has a, still has a PlayStation One, so I played a bit of it on the original hardware just to sort of see, just to kind of get an idea because I was playing as well on the PC mm-hmm. using the uh, GOG version and it's there is s- certain differences so see when you're playing on the PlayStation 1 I did notice like like you say the pre-render cutscenes I think that was a, like um, sorry the in-engine cutscenes I thought that was a good idea but there's so many times where and I think it's intentional but the characters heads are just like sort of like jittering back and forth did any of you guys have that where it was just no. like no, yeah. It's... Sometimes I think it's meant to simulate the actual talking. Talking, yeah. yeah. It's quite off-putting, though, isn't it? Like it is, yeah. But again, at the time, you'd have been like, "Holy shit! Look, that guy's interacting. He's that actually guy's talking. Like... He's yeah. actually talking." Yeah. <laughs> but but when you look back, it looks like he's having a fucking fit. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually there. Was actually there was pressure to make the cutscenes pre-rendered and not be in the engine cutscenes as well, which. He kind of stuck to his guns there, which is um, just pretty cool. So I think it makes it a bit more immersive. Mm-hmm. Well, FMV was big at the time. Yeah, all your Final Fantasy. Yeah. that horrible back and forth where look at this lovely cinematic footage. Yeah. And then you go back to this arse ugly game. And yes, I'm looking at you, Final Fantasy VII. Well, I'm actually playing Final Fantasy Nine just now, and I'm having... <laughs> so I can relate right now on that. At least Nine looked nicer when you're actually playing it. But seven was woeful. <laughs> Just in general. Yeah. Six was <laughs> the best. 
that's that's a great start for what might be next month's episode, gents. <laughs> what might be, yes, because you're renowned for keeping things under your hat. <laughs> <laughs> So, pushing on, we have access to a codec which lets us communicate with our support staff. What did you guys think of the use of this and the characters that came with it? I mean, the, the, the use of the codec itself, I thought, was was pretty fucking cool. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's it not so just... Un- so unique. Yeah, it, it, it's the fact that it having a game in that age that could react so well to the story every time you basically walk into a new room and you phone up one of your merry men or merry persons um the conversation changes when you speak to one that then changes the conversation to another one all these things all work really really seamlessly i just thought it's just so fucking clever but again playing it now the one things that has aged poorly as i mentioned is some of the some of the um borderline harassment from fucking snake man it's like holy shit you know some of that stuff's not aged very well i must admit he is a bit you of know, a solid horn dog man. Oh, yeah, honestly he hits on anything with a pulse man ah uh, he's not he's not shy he's clearly he's clearly decided everybody knows that i'm the fucking big dog here and i can get <laughs> away with it i'm not called floppy snake am i yeah uh, I know exactly what I'm doing here, and you will all you all bow down at a moment's notice. <laughs> and he certainly got that order. About I just wish him. he'd go full hog and do it with everybody. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Colonel. <laughs> I think that was probably How too, going? too progressive for 1990s. What six and seven when this was getting? Oh well, if Hideo was half the visionary he pretends to be, he could have slipped it in there. But he's a little dweeb. Oh, 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 so no, we can't have that. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you. I mean, he clearly shot it, absolutely <laughs> shot it. Well, you mentioned what did we think about? Obviously, you know, Colonel, um, right, Campbell, wasn't it? Yeah, Campbell. Yep. Super fan, Donny. Super fan, Donny. What? What you, was his you, name? Campbell. Campbell. Right, right. I was just trying you to think that Roy Campbell twice during the Roy Campbell. I said his fucking name. I was just making sure it was the right name before I said something I should uh, have. Big Roy. That's what I called Big him. Roy. I didn't like the codec because if you needed a hint, you could phone up around people. Yes. There was a few you could try. If one bastard was being useless, you could try another one. It was but, like, who wants to be a millionaire or something, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, phone in this situation. <laughs> well, speaking of useless, fucking Natasha, by the way. Oh my fucking god! You just phone her. Oh, she just, just tells you about nuclear warfare. That's all she does. Gives you a what history you on fission. <laughs> fucking hell, Natasha! Fucking help me here. You're about to detonate the warhead. Oh well, you're fucked. You're within <laughs> three hundred miles of it, Snake. You're really fucked. Yeah. And I always thought the mailing was funny, man. You'd be in the middle of a fucking shootout, and she'd phone you. Here's a Chinese proverb, Snake. Fucking hell! I'm getting shot in the face here, you dick. <laughs> I did like to I fired up Twin Snakes to replay this and they had given everybody softer accents less stereotypical thought that was a nice touch ah oh. that was in what Twin Snakes yeah they brought back all the cast to re-record their lines because mm-hmm. apparently they weren't even done in sound booths so you could hear like passing cars when they up the original audio no right so, see, I've never played Twin Snakes. I've only ever played. Is it is it quite good? I've only ever played the original game. Well, mm-hmm. same. I did fire it up on the old Steam Deck just to treat myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 
a bit more motion blur in the cutscenes than I remember, but other than that, it's it's a nice modern way to play. Nice. Yeah, and and very, so you very you influenced re- by the Matrix. Would you recommend it as an over the original as an upgrade or? Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. I need to give that a shot then. I wasn't sure. I don't which know one if to you want with. to get into the differences. I have notes for it towards the end. If you want to get into it then, yeah, I definitely because yeah. I'm it's something I'm interested in because I've not like I say I've not. It's not something I've ever tried. No, um, the only, I've the only always, thing, I have always been interested in it. Like the, the only thing I know about it is a major overuse of bullet time, seemingly. Um, yeah, it's a bit over the top. I would say it, it heavily influenced by the Matrix, but we can go into it at the Later. end if we still Later. got the the energy and can stand each other by that stage. <laughs> <laughs> when you were saying about Natasha, like I thought, I, I know I get what you're saying. She was she had a lot of shite. Like she never really gave you anything that nothing was, pert- was pert- nothing. But at the same point, like she sounded like someone straight out of Austin Powers. Did oh, you know I think like, quite sexy to be fair. Uh, I like that. <laughs> she was quite, it felt like she was hamming it up, but then you're like, you're right. You seem like you're hamming this up, but then I'm listening to what you're saying, and it's absolute dog shit. So you 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 were kind of getting two signals from her. And you didn't know. <laughs> You'd have been sitting there like down and drinks, going, "I don't know where to make a move here." Because in oh, one she hand, cut your dick off right there. By the way, on one hand she's got the accent, but she's talking about fucking warheads. And yeah, I you with a broader... Uh, plutonium (laughs) plutonium think of think of something fucking nuclear quick plutonium will do it'll have to yeah it'll do it'll work it's all we've got (laughs) and so what what about metal then (laughs) oh you mean wiggles wiggles Wiggles, dead ass yeah that was uh... yeah if we're talking about things that haven't aged well let's say oh Here's a big close-up of a big polygony arse. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. If Laura Cross triangle titties didn't do it for you, this square of arse will. Honestly, aye. Th- so this is this is where the kind of pervy nature of the game sort of comes in. Like, I don't know if you guys ever... I mean, I'm sure we've spoken about this before, probably not on a podcast with you two, <laughs> but... Like when we go back to Tomb Raider, like there was always those rumors going about that there was like a, a way to get Lara Croft naked in Tomb mm-hmm. Raider, right? All the, the gaming magazines, uh, all the gaming magazines even like claimed Spoke about it, yeah. it, and it happened. Oh, they printed out cheats to do it. Uh, oh, aye. and you just fools, and, and you just you just thought you were only putting it in right, and you were only you know <laughs> that's I mean? what she said. It is wasted, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, this some of the stuff with metal almost like kind of mirrored that. So like I remember, I was at school or something like that, and this would have been a wee bit after release. Obviously, I didn't play it right at launch, but I remember talking to a few boys about it, and they were like, "Oh, by the way, do you know, um, if you run into the toilets, you can see uh, metal naked." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and they were, "I if you, there if you is if you're quick enough and get into yes. the bathroom at that stage." Sorry, I got you. No, off. no, you go. <laughs> Right, you, you can see her in her underwear. It's a timed challenge, I think. Yeah, that's right. So, right. like, uh, I so when she goes to the toilet, if you run in, and I remember, but like, obviously, I'm fucking like 13, 14 years old, and I'm like, I actually fucking... took a screenshot of that moment. I'll I'm send like, it along. Naked, <laughs> naked polygons, I'm all for that. So, I'm running into the toilet, and uh, I, like you say, if you get there fast enough, she's still wearing like a vest top, but she's in her pants, and I'm like, ah, oh. And me in my head was thinking that must not be it. 
I must be able to be even faster and she'll be wearing less. And I remember being like going back into school and being like, nah, I just saw in her pants and I'm like, aye, that's what it is. And I was like, oh, I was trying to I was trying to beat my best time. <laughs> I mean, beat his best time on, on what to be the first question, but <laughs> oh. so getting away from the smut with metal then, obviously. Oh yes, just gloss yeah. over the parts of the game you don't like. You wouldn't like it. Before you before you move on, okay, Donnie, did, okay. did you see the bit as well where see you know obviously you're saying about how if you go into first person. See mm-hmm. if you go into first person just turn around and look at her, she starts fucking commenting on it. Did you notice yeah, that? Stop no? staring at me, you bottle bag. Aye, she starts what are you staring at? Stop staring at me. And she starts like blushing and stuff. Nice. Stop stop looking at me. Stop that's <laughs> fucking absolutely. You'd be more worried spot. that Snake had had a stroke or something. Just standing there for about twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> why has he put his controller on the ground it's not that part of the game yet <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so what about the codec on the game case I feel we've all got something to contribute to this well Punk obviously you started it with your with your rental which is the oh, yes. normal well, complaint about this part rented the game or pirated the game you are required to input a codec number from the back of the game case, which a lot of people didn't have and wasn't printed on gaming magazines. It was a shitload of wank. <laughs> a very clever thing to do. No, it was not. <laughs> and it was a repeated instance because he did that in an earlier game. Mm-hmm. Oh, was what it? I was, about to say, I was about to say, was this the first sort of overt attempt at anti-piracy but no it was done before yeah done before unique in that way of doing it but yeah you had things like printed wheels sheets that came with games it was just another form of that yeah you wouldn't have known you needed that codec code at first glance until you were told in the game you needed it mm-hmm. and of course back then we didn't have fucking the internet in the palm of our hands just to get the answer no mm-hmm. well at the time, I did have the internet, but I wasn't able to get it. So by the time I got this game, I had a chipped PlayStation 1. And I was supplying half my school with... Uh, um, <laughs> with what? <laughs> with, 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 with games. Games, right, I, right. I remember getting to this part and going, oh, fuck. I'm in trouble here. Oh, fuck. And uh, my cousin at the time worked in an electronics boutique, and I had to phone him up and be like, see, when you go into work tomorrow, can you try and find out what the fucking code for this is? <laughs> because then I remember a couple of days later, I went into school, and everybody's like, ah, what the fuck, by the way? I need the code. I need the code. And I was thinking, could I, could I charge another couple of quid for each code? <laughs> we, we add on here. That'd have been 50p the first, for a photocopy. Uh, the first instance of DLC. <laughs> <laughs> So you pioneered stocking, and now microtransactions as well. I like it. Look, this isn't this isn't a fucking shakedown. <laughs> oh, it could quickly become one. It oh, was yes. the, it was the nineties. All sorts of shit went on. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes. What be what be you, Donnie? You just obviously got the code right off the back of the back of the desk because well, be, be, because I'm because I'm not a thief. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had the box. Actually, that's a lie. I didn't have the game at the time. I had a, a pirated copy, but luckily the pirated copy from Saudi Arabia, the front and back labels are printed, so it wasn't an issue. From Saudi Arabia? Yes. 
Seems like a lot of effort. We won't get into that. Why it was Saudi Arabia. Pirated copy from Saudi Arabia. Yes. <laughs> yes. Where my dad lived at the time. We won't go into that on here. Okay. Was he one of Hussein's body doubles? Because that would explain quite a bit. No, no, and <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> um, so I yeah. was okay there. I feel like everyone has, I don't know, like very few people, obviously because I was supplying them the games, I suppose, but uh, very few people that I knew had a, had a smooth sail with that code on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it seemed to be like a total... I don't know. It was one of those things where everyone was like, uh-oh. We fuck. actually had one guy that knew it because he went through every frequency wow. until he found it. Because <laughs> the frequency is, is it 14115 or something? That would have taken a lot of fucking time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Bless him. I can't even remember his name. I would have given him a shout out. <laughs> so while we're talking about metal then, what ending do you remember getting? At the time, basically, did did you let metal live or die? At the time, I let her live, but in playing recently, I I wanted to see what happened, so I just gave in straight away. So did I. <laughs> yeah, I let her ass die. Like at, to... at, at the time playing back in the nineties, I was like, I was fucking committed, man. I'd have died before I let her die. Well, I didn't. I didn't know back then there was like, there was a, there was two endings anyway. Ah, I so, know, but... so so you're, so you're thumping your your button to save yourself. You don't you don't. I, I didn't. I, I never knew back then that there was an option to not let her live. I just you just do what your duty, what you think you're supposed to do. Aye, but there was there was no way back then you were going to give in. Is what I'm saying. Like there was like, yes. you know what I mean. Like I was. Yeah, like, you're just oh, playing I'm, the game. Ah, I'm just yeah. fucking ham on that button. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, I didn't know the consequence of not doing it. That's what I mean course, at the time. I, I didn't yeah. know. Only only now in later life you know that. Oh fuck, ah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I mean, you, I purposely let her die. Oh, this time I was just like, I submit. Yeah. So was I. Yeah, I wanted to yeah, sail I mean. off, sail off at Otacon into the sunset. <laughs> And then you go on, straight away you go into the codec and they're like, ah, oh, there's not really much you could have done. And I'm like, well... <laughs> well <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could, yeah, I could have got through the first round, of course, but <laughs> cheers, Roy. <laughs> it was when you found out that you got the invisibility suit for feeling. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I really want that. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really care about square blocky arses, so... Because mm. <laughs> what's the, the other thing is the bandana, isn't it, which gives you its unlimited ammo, is that right? Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty crap until you get your hands on a rocket launcher. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. What I, what I found interesting was obviously like you let me die. You you and Autocon, you know, sail off in the uh, on the snowmobile, and he gives you the invisibility suit that he probably could have given you a few hours earlier. Would have saved a lot of fucking hassle, mate. Excuse you know, me. they explain that he's wearing one, and they stole the four others to ambush you on the lift. Give me your one, dickhead, and go and hide in the corner. Piss yourself in the corner somewhere. <laughs> That's what I'm going with that. That's what I'm going with that. There's a lot of passion in this game. There's no passion. So, so see then in the instance where Meryl does die, of, of all of you seen that cutscene? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, like, I thought it was actually quite heartfelt, and they did a good job. And you're like, oh, like it's. I thought it was a really well done scene for being almost like a sort of hidden thing. Like I was like, ah. Oh, you know, I mean, they've put a lot of heart into that. But then you're watching it and you're going, how fucking long has he known her? Does, how, <laughs> how, you know what I mean? Two hours. 
two, two hours. hours. Right, two, two hours. hours. Like, All happens in one day. <laughs> this guy is a fucking Love cult. can bloom on the battlefield. <laughs> you dickhead, that's my last question. <laughs> you fucking asshole that's the very last question I've wrote down that is the cheesiest white even oh, as a I hate 10 right year old I was laughing at that line oh, I hate you right well, now that's, so that's what I'm going to say like, right so like he's absolutely distraught and it, like it's, it's a really heartfelt a heartfelt scene and then you're like right hold on two fucking hours I mean mm-hmm. even if he's some sort of fucking Casanova you'd be like bit much mate you've fallen a bit hard excuse there. me did you not see the wiggly arse Craig are that's you a true. robot that's true (laughs) but i just so like i say i'm into the scene i'm like this is actually quite heartfelt then you start to think wait a minute he's not known her very long but there's a bit right see right before he leaves he's just about to leave (laughs) i was fucking pissing myself (laughs) he turns turns around and goes wait my sneaking suit and he runs over and gets his fucking suit off the ground that's right yeah he runs in the opposite. My sneaking suit. What are you? Eleven. <laughs> <My sneaking suit. laughs> yeah, because she's like uh, snake. You're in your underwear. <laughs> he's fucking. She's dead. He's distraught, and he's just about to leave. And he's like, "Oh, my sneaking suit." And he runs into certain danger to get this fucking what? spandex suit before he leaves. And I was like, "Right, moment ruined me. <laughs> fucking absolutely ruined that." Given you know, Snake did kill Otto Khan's love interest earlier in the game. At least he didn't come up and go shake his hand and go, now we're even. <laughs> that would have been so much funnier, by the way. That would have been gold. <laughs> so say, I... Actually, the sniper scene with Meryl, I replaying that on Twin Snakes. Brutal. I don't know if they bumped that up a little bit, but... Ooh, that's it's brutal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, yeah. The game in general is pretty fucking hard. Yeah. Like I say, like just briefly going back to that very first scene, like like I said, like I used, I played that demo to death. I honestly must have played it for like fifteen hours, just fucking wiping folk out, restart, wipe <laughs> them out, restart, wipe them out. And um I loaded up the game for the first time and I tried to take someone from behind. Oh and I just Throw get up. fucking I just get fucking caught and I was like Right, I must not have been at the right angle there. Tried it again, caught, tried it again, caught, tried it again, caught. I'm like, fuck me, man. That's just isn't fucking working at all. <laughs> I'm having no joy here. But it's, it's definitely not an easy game. Um, one more thing in Meryl, just did you know? And it was actually a video I saw because I'd, I'd, maybe it happened accidentally at the time, mm-hmm. but. It was it was some video and it said ways you can mess with people in Metal Gear Solid, and it showed you that it was one of the points where you're with Meryl and the guy controlling Snake just turns around and does the wee fucking one two punch to her and knocks her <laughs> down, and then he gets the box out and hides in the box, and so she gets back up and she stands over the box and she's like ah, Snake. And she starts getting really annoyed that he's hiding in the box after punching her. And then see, see when you come out the box, she fucking slaps you one, and you go flying. And I was like, "That's absolutely genius." I'm sure I've never seen that before. <laughs> I can't believe it. She just fucking absolutely slaps you right across the face. Gold, and it's little things like that, like the attention to detail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when when I saw that, I was like, "That's fucking like." Uncharted types, you know how Uncharted's got so many little bits here, just like yeah, that yeah. Is, that makes it go from a great game to almost seeming like the characters have personality, like that mm-hmm. was the sort of thing um, Yes, you think you know a game inside out and then you see interactions Stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 I mean, maybe it's possible I saw that at the time but I don't think so, I don't think I ever saw that 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no great stuff. Um, our first, uh, our first twist in the game comes in the form of Naomi. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. So it turns out, obviously, Naomi's a double agent, the sister of Grey Fox, who obviously, again, not playing original Metal Gear, had, didn't have much reference point for me, to be honest with you. Um, to be honest, I mean, obviously, I remembered that anyway, but I sh- what, again, playing it now, her backstory was so suspicious, wasn't it? Even, I'm like, how did I not realise that at the time? <laughs> I played it, but never mind. Um, and, of course, we find out that she's infected. Snake with the virus that's going to also... Yeah, never trust her. anybody that forces you into a vaccine. If there's yeah. anything we've learned... Oh, that silence. <laughs> That's true. We are all fucked. <laughs> <Sheep>. <laughs> and of course, it's, of course, as the as the game goes on, obviously she realizes that Snake's actually quite a good guy. You know that kind of irony. Credit it does a great job of referencing the older games if you haven't played them. Yeah, it does. Yeah, characters as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's I cut the, you off. I think that's the thing. Like Kojima has done such an amazing job of like making like a, a world out of this that like you can then go back and sort of piece together the stuff. Like I mean, it's that long since I played. Like my history with Metal Gear is kind of fleeting. Like I loved the first game. I loved the second game. Uh, and yeah, I thought, tapped out turn Snake Eater. See, I, I really liked the third, although I've only ever played it once and don't really remember what happened in it. I did not like four at all, and I bounced from five after about three or four hours. I think wow. this game got the balance of gameplay with cinematography right. Mm. And yeah, the scales don't tip in its favour the later it goes. Again, that's a matter of preference. Maybe some mm-hmm. people love not playing games when they're playing games, but I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of cutscenes, even in this, and a lot of conversation. Mm-hmm. Which, when you obviously cutscene and codec time combine them, yeah, it's, it's long, quite a short game. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. but then see, to be honest, with you, you you think back to like even even coming away from from Kojima games, a few games like that, Uncharted. I think it's number three. It's really fucking short, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I know what you mean. There's a, there's there's a lot of cutscenes, a lot of conversation. It's a common complaint about his style of games and his storytelling. But then it's that it's that movie buff in him, I guess. <laughs> I think for me, just like I the reason I, I love this game so much, not that it's a grounded story, but I was able to sort of ground it in my mind, whereas. Like, I don't know, and I can't even remember the point I got to in five, but I was just like, oh, fuck this. Five's like, incredible. It just, it just went, it just jumped the shark for me. Uh-huh. And see, see, with four, I would actually like to revisit it, but the reason that I bounced off it was because, like, as I said numerous times, like, I'm massively into stealth, and the camera angle in Metal Gear 4 was really close behind Snake. And I felt like Snake was taking up far too much of the screen, and it made doing it like tackling the game in stealth really difficult. I thought, like I kept like you just couldn't, you were getting seen before you. I felt had any chance to sort of like react. Probably is that freedom of camera being able to see round corners quite freely. They wanted yeah. to take that away from you. Yeah, so I would like to revisit for if they made a fucking. 
decent way to do so, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, that that was sort of why I fell off. Um, so, but yeah, I, I I appreciate the fact that they've made such an incredible world. Do you know what I mean? And they've they've got like I don't know. I mean, you, you can literally you can go on the fucking YouTube and look up like eleven hour videos, like giving you the sort of here's the A to Z of the Metal Gear story and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like a fucking three novels. Do you know oh, what it's mean? mental. Yeah, the, the the story is is beyond ridiculous. <laughs> and obviously connecting into his other works Meryl herself is a character in Cyclone Police, Police Knots Police Knots yeah so he does seem what? to at least have a foundation he's working from yeah yeah interesting I've got a confession by the way I bet you've got many fucking confessions right. I've got a confession him. I was playing this game and um, I totally forgot. I totally forgot that Master Miller was Liquid Snake. <laughs> I totally forgot because right, hear me out. We're speaking about number five. I, I I played number five at the start of the year. Of course, Miller's one of your cohorts in in the game. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I totally fucking forgot. I was like, oh yeah, when he, when he took his glasses off, I was like, I'm such a fucking idiot at times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we think of our our new best friend Otacon? Prick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did nobody find all the pissing humor just sticking out a bit much? Yeah. Yeah. In hindsight, yeah, I don't think it jumped out at me at the time, though. Like, but yeah, it was a wee bit. What was it about? What, what was that? I just think it's Kojima's masterclass of comedy he thinks this is brilliant and just keeps repeating the one joke because mm-hmm. he's a hag hi how dare you what <laughs> i feel like you might have an agenda here to get a rise <laughs> <laughs> never oh no i'm all for it i'm all for it <laughs> i mean i had uh mr framey gave me on uh, my show for metal gear solid mm-hmm. and i bit my tongue for 30 minutes <laughs> This is running on a bit longer than 30 minutes. <laughs> well, you'll bite your tongue for the fucking foreseeable. I found, to be fair, I, I found his backstory interesting. I like the fact, you know, his grandfather worked on the Manhattan Project. His dad was born um, on Hiroshima. I thought that stuff was quite cool. My grandfather worked on the Manhattan Project. Yeah. And my father was born on the day yeah. of Hiroshima. Yeah, and of course now he's now oh, working on oh. Rex. Yeah. It's interesting though. You know, it's so cheesy. It's, it's so bollocks. camp, isn't it? It's camp as fuck. Serendipity. It's campy as fuck. Aye, I mean, there's there is, in, hi- in hindsight, there's so much of the game that is campy. Like Charles Dickens writing Bond. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's move on to <laughs> the boss fights. What wait, you, wait, we... you, 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 you forgot one name. Who? Deep Throat. Deep Throat. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I thought he you... is a fan of his movies. <laughs> did you enjoy, did you enjoy Deep Throat, Donny? Oh yes, you can't be a bit of Deep Throat. I've heard you love it. Oh yes, cannot beat it. Yeah, there was certainly no subtlety in that moment, was there? Like, I just at that point, he was just like, right, I'm worried that a few people aren't going to get the piss jokes, so I'm just going to go <laughs> fucking all out here right. and just make sure that they. I'm just gonna I'm gonna slam a home run. It's a fact that he comes in for one line, basically. Deep throat, the name stays on your codec, and then you never hear from him again until the fact that you realize he's Grey Fox. So every time you put your codec up, codec up, you just see deep throat every fucking time, and no one's there. 
I love the idea of he's like saved to contacts, deep throat. <laughs> Who's this deep throat? <laughs> deep throat. <laughs> Does he have only fans? <laughs> <laughs> So, you mentioned bosses, Craig. Yes, Um, moving on to the first boss, the iconic Ocelot. What did you think of him? Love him. You're pretty good. You're pretty good, Snake. Fucking stressful fucking boss, though. Really stressful. He reminds me, in in hindsight, of... um... John Wayne. (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) Dutch in Red Dead 2. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Just, I don't know. It's, it's not even just the fact that he seems mannerisms. like a cowboy. Aye, it's the mannerisms. He's yeah, just I'll give that, you that. He's got the same sort of... Campiness. Aye, I don't know. <laughs> just instantly, I was like, fucking hell. It just gave me I have to say, I know vibe. we're not talking Twin Snakes yet, but this fight in Twin Snakes with the first-person view with the gun, so, so easy. Ah, uh, okay. Obviously, really fucking difficult in the top-down view. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I took... Probably 10 or 10. I was like, fucking hell. Can't go in the middle, bomb goes off. Can't shoot in the middle, bomb goes off. I'm like, fucking running around like a fucking moron. I only had like two C4s left. So I stuck them what in the wall. To do? Fucking shoot round corners. I know. So I used my C4 and fucking planted them on the walls, which which worked for a bit. I'm like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Again, very, very clever. This, 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 as with all the boss setups, they're all very, very good. But yeah, I enjoyed mm-hmm. this, but I found it fucking stressful. Well, I, this is so it's interesting. Like again, I I struggled with it as well, and I think this was the the sort of I wouldn't say the first moment because I I thought it got in the way quite a lot overall. But it was in this moment that I was like, "Fuck this camera angle!" Like you're running about like a fucking arsehole. You can't even see where the guy is. You're half the time you're running into his fucking bullets. And but you've got no ideas there until you're right fucking on top of his head. Having the enemy mock you the entire time helps. Yeah. <laughs> helps with my stress, yes. Yeah. But like so like you like you say, Punk, the the one thing I've seen from Twin Snakes was this boss fight. And when I saw it playing out in Twin Snakes, I was like, holy fuck, that's so much better. Like it's it's not even just the first person. It was like, see when you come down, so obviously you're running around in a square, but when you're mm-hmm. when you are at the closest bit to the camera, the angle drops so that you can see what's around the corner. Yeah. And you that can see which pillar he's running yeah, to or running and from. It just that made such a difference. It was I mean, like in terms of quality of life upgrades, I was like, that's fucking brilliant because the actual original boss fight, like, don't get me wrong. I still like it, and I mm. think the, the character's iconic, or whatever about that, but fucking see when you're in the moment trying to beat him, and you're like, you've died eight times, and you're, you're like, trying to play like this billiards man. with bullets, just trying to hit him on the rebound. Aye. Yeah. yeah, it was tough going. You also get extra damage for headshots, so he did not last long at all. Ah, you can you can just start, you can hide sort of behind a pillar and pick him off, pick him off can't mm-hmm. you? Um, and mm. Twin Snakes. Aye, Pistol that... twirling prick. <laughs> <laughs> With your soon-to-be one fucking hand. Yeah, I wanking arm gone, fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, it's all right, I think he kept it for other purposes later. Mm. <laughs> Just kept it as a claw hand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, like, I, I don't know, it was, it was like a... It was like a harbinger of things to come. Like, uh, although... You could look back at it now if you'd never played the game and go, that's quite a simple boss fight. But I don't know, just the build up with the character and everything that goes into it. Like, 
we're sort of skipping ahead a wee bit here, but like we'll we'll get on to it. Like I I can't think of another game that's had the same number of iconic bosses in it. Correct. Yeah. And I'm sure there is some. I'm sure Hollow Knight. Well, that's I've not finished Hollow Knight. So I'm sure there's people that will be like, oh, this game, that game, or whatever. But like, I don't know. I just yeah, we'll get on to it. But it just (laughs) there's so many, so many Mm -hmm. iconic characters that uh, mm-hmm. like you say had a backstory had like depth to their character and had their was... own mechanics on a gameplay level to master before you could beat them yeah yeah, yeah which again was quite novel for the time mm-hmm. yeah i mean and they're all they're, they're all extremely different as well and the arsenal they have is very very different each one of these fights the only the only ones obviously duplicate pretty much is, is sniper wolf later on Apart from that, they're all they're all completely separate and all completely independent. Which is again, as well, you you think you're learning mechanics and then fuck, you know, I've got I've got this to contend. We've got a fucking mini gun to contend. We've got mm-hmm. a fucking tank to contend with. So, yeah. Oh, as well, Ocelot, of course. At the end, the post credits secret scene where he's talking to the president and giving them an update. So you then learn, obviously, that Ocelot is uh, alive and well, but also a a toad. It, it, it very much a tout, yes. Um, Does he reappear? What on, in the in yeah, the game? Not later on, and then in this later games. Oh yeah, he he he's, yeah. he becomes your main bad guy, basically. I'm trying to think. It's that honestly, it's been that long. Yeah. So like, but to not get into it, but he he loses hand. He he puts Liquid's hand on his. He then. Gets embodied with Liquid's spirit in his head, but liquid really ocelot. he doesn't. Yeah, look, he becomes Liquid Ocelot, but really he's just faking it. He's just taking LSD basically, and then uh, yeah, so it, it gets a little bit mental. And which which ones this in? Over two, three, and four, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. over over yeah over the, over the span of the next three games. Yeah, God, yeah. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, so o- Ocelot is 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 the main antagonist after this one. Well, in, certainly in three and four. Uh, aye, right. yeah. Fuck, I'm confused myself. Um, so yeah, we, sh- we definitely should yeah, because some... you start going into timelines there. Yeah, you know, I know. Yeah, yeah, and of course, Ocelot, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. Ocelot is the boss's son as well, and yeah, it's yeah. yeah. It, all, it, all, it all gets very, it all gets very Hollywood, to be honest with you. <laughs> Which is obviously incredibly like... shite, and needs an editor, <laughs> a grown up to bring in the reins. <laughs> or one that's not on LSD that is that uh, so moving on two battles with Raven Vulcan Raven best antagonist name ever just saying you like that do you fucking brilliant name Vulcan <laughs> Raven it's a fucking brilliant name man what kind of psycho thinks about that and makes that up and what did you think of the fights First one was a nightmare because, again, forgot you can't just go steaming in like a fucking madman on soup because then the mines get you. I was like, ah, shit, yeah, totally forgot about that. <laughs> it was easy. The, the, the fight with the, the battle with the tank was easy. Throw a couple of chaff grenades, get it down, launch a few grenades at him. It's pretty straightforward, to be honest with you. I didn't mm-hmm. find them overly, I didn't find either fight overly difficult. Obviously, the second one, he's, he's got the minigun at you and you basically just run around in circles and just snipe him, basically. Um, I end up using the the Kita launcher on him. In fairness, yeah. and yeah, it worked pretty well. Um, but again, it's 
for me, the, the strength of Vulcan Raven, it's not just his name. It's not the fight. It's when you kill him. It's the story. It's that the conversations that you have, um, his backstory, his reasonings. And it's, yeah, you almost you almost feel something for him as well. It's very... That is the interesting thing about all the bosses without wanting to jump ahead too much. There are shades of Snake in all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he is very much the same beast. He's yes. just on the opposing side. Yep. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. They all do seem like these sort of mavericks. These sort of yeah, they're all they're all kind of cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so the end of the second fight with Raven, like I thought they did, it was like great sort of cinematic move to have like the ravens come down there's one on his shoulder like as he's oh, dying and like yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's the other ones lined up um very much like uh when the yeah, fuck being buried or cremated this is what i want yeah <laughs> very much like when the penguin dies and batman returns and all the penguins come and get him <laughs> that's, that's a... how craig wants to go Aye, yeah. that's that, that's what that's what I thought was penguins yep uh and the second fight, like he's fucking, he's trying to project something with the size of that gun, isn't he? Oh, it's mental. Ah, he's it's walking around just... holding it like a giant fucking prosthetic penis, and you're like, ah, you're trying to make up for something there, mate. <laughs> You've got issues that you need to talk out with a professional. If running about pretending to be a car or something, that's all right. <laughs> Falcon Raven goes beep beep. <laughs> Was there any major differences in? The version you played, Punk, with us, or was it pretty similar? Again, it was just all fights are mechanically similar. It's just they do seem to have an easier edge to them, given the first-person view, and then you have a better field of view. Mm. So it's easier. The sound's upgraded too, so he's easier to track. Mm. Right. Yeah, I laid a couple, to be fair. Knowing kind of his path, I laid some mines down as well, which also, that also works. Um, and of course, if you, you've got plenty of them anyway. That's which true. Was, which That's was handy. True. So we then meet Octagon and we have our fight with Cyborg Ninja Grey Fox. What about this one? This was a bastard for me, this fight, because I hadn't picked up the IR goggles. Mm. So there's a point in this fight when he turns invisible and he hides in a few corners. And when you don't have infrared goggles, it's a fucking nightmare. You're just running one of four places he can be in, and you're just running up to him and punching and hoping for the best. Kind of like my normal Friday nights. Um, so there's, there's a lot of trial and error there for me. Not a blind fisting, yeah. Yeah, blind. That's what she said. Um, so it was, a, it was a frustrating fight without those fucking IR goggles. So I made sure I, I, made sure I went back for them and then mm. uh, didn't need them the rest of the game. So that was ideal. It's interesting when you say about the... Um... <laughs> The fisting because he's clearly into a bit of BDSM. Like he just keeps asking for more pain. He's like, "Yes, more. Yes, this is great. Yes, hurt me, snake. Oh, Make me feel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can feel that. I can feel that good. It's been a long time since I felt like this. Uh, there was there was lots of lines that you're just like, this could be taken multiple ways. And when I was younger, I took it in a innocent manner. Of course, but, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Now now you take like a proper proper deviant. Yeah. Especially when he's trying to call you back. Do you not remember, snake? I say, oh, did these two hook up before? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, that's when we learn it. Obviously, it's Grey Fox, which again, for me, mm. had absolutely no reference point to who or what Grey Fox is, because that's when you do a bit of digging, and, and obviously, he's, he's Yeah, in. I thought this was a connection that was done so well. For anybody that had played the previous games, 
knew exactly. Yes. So please, well, talk us talk us through that then. For um, anyone listening who doesn't know. Yeah, it, for me, because I, I, don't, I don't, this was my introduction. But yeah, this was a major character in the earlier games. This was basically the protagonist oh, of right, the earlier okay. games. A major figure. But after it's revealed, if you hadn't played the earlier ones, I hadn't at the stage. I played them retroactively. and uh, You connect the dots that way. But afterwards, between the codec conversations and you slowly unfurl his story, this is somebody Snake still considers a friend, even though he killed him. Yeah. Which gives you an insight into the warrior mindset. I just thought it was handled so way. This is how you do not Easter eggs. It's bigger than that. It's mm -hmm. part of the story. But you haven't alienated your new fans mm. and sacrificed your old. Yeah. This was for everybody. And yeah. it breaks my heart to give that hack credit. I was just a way to say <laughs> Well, that's the thing that I think you've, you've put that perfectly there because for me, I didn't have, even until you just explained that there, I didn't have the reference mm -hmm. point. I've never went back to the first two games, but I thought he was introduced in a really good way. But then, like yeah. you're saying, if, if you have went that extra mile and you've played the, the two previous games, then you're going to get so much more from that. And mm -hmm. that's but really clever, like nuanced storytelling. With Colonel, with Miller, these characters that obviously have appeared, did you feel like you didn't know them well enough from just playing Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, even, even to be honest with you, even playing it, even playing it now, I had no real reference point to Campbell at all. Mm -hmm. But obviously, I did from Miller from playing five. But not to be fair, Master Miller's not got that much of an in, a, a storyline in, in mm -hmm. Solid anyway. To be, apart from obviously the big uh, the big reveal, but Campbell, no, I didn't. And even playing this and trying to think back, going back fifteen years ago, trying to think. What's his story again? Does he double... He's got secrets, we know that, but ultimately he is a good guy. But I couldn't remember, for example, that he's actually Meryl's father. I forgot that. Yeah. You know? So I knew playing it now, this month, that he's got little bits of secrets. What are they again? So, yeah. yeah. I just thought the way they handled that was perfect. A lot of things, if you come into a series later on, you feel like you've missed so much. There's character development that you've skipped out on. And you don't get that, mm -hmm. but they haven't sacrificed it in these games. Yeah, I just thought it was a fantastic way of not alienating your yeah. fan base, or as I said, new fans. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I found quite well done as well at the beginning. So I spoke earlier about the Ravens, uh, and that being quite cinematic, and mm -hmm. in the lead up to this boss fight, like I thought it was so cool when you start to walk down the corridor and there's yes. just bodies left and right, and it's the blood, <laughs> it's the bloodshed that's all down the walls, and I just like again, like obviously looking at it now, you're like graphics and in today's world are not great so it doesn't look amazing like that, but it's just it's so well done and yeah. you didn't really mm -hmm. get stuff like that back then like i'm i'm sure like i remember that from the time when like holy shit what the fuck's mm -hmm. going on here you just didn't get things like that like fucking there's clearly there's been a massacre here yeah i think it's the only it... downside with the fights here makes the punching animations they are ridiculous yeah and they seem even more ridiculous in this scenario that's yeah. true one two kick, one two kick. The, the old the old combo. It's not even a wee yeah. <laughs> proper kick. It's it's not a kick to do damage. It's a little twirly kick. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, no, Craig, the uh, you're right. The the corridor scene, and it it doesn't it doesn't need to be graphically fabulous as it is today to be impactful, because obviously, like it's the way it's, it's the way it's edited and cut. It shows like different angles walking down that corridor. It, it's it's cool as fuck. It's uh, it's haunting in, in a way, you know, because you think to yourself, what the fuck's coming up? Yeah, well, what am I getting myself into here? You know, and it's handy at that point that he doesn't just. Uh turn around and go, oh, my birthday suit, and run away and grab another suit. So oh, yes. At least it, it kept, Immer- it, immersion breaking there, uh, yeah. He kept it chill. He <laughs> kept it chill. Uh, something that was not chill was our next boss fight, which is Psycho Mantis. Possibly the... Not possibly. Possibly, the, possibly the most iconic boss fight ever. To be fair, you can drop the word possibly if you like. I mean, it's a it's a big statement. There's been a lot of games in 2022, yeah. uh, but I think this is the first meta boss people would have experienced on mass. Yeah, like, this guy broke fourth walls and he fucking broke them with style. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. Plus, the dual shock wasn't that old. It was a new bit of tech. Not everybody on the PlayStation had played with a rumble pack yeah. on the 64 this was very new to them yeah yeah I just think like to come up with that idea like how how do you come up with to think of that to like you said punk he's mm-hmm. breaking the he's breaking the fourth wall because he's reading he's, he's reading my he, at this point Psychomantis isn't fighting snake he's fighting me he's fighting me though he's fighting you punk because he's reading mm-hmm. my memory card He's reading your memory card. He's telling you, Punk, what Konami games you've played. He's telling you that you've saved the game a lot. Like, this is insane. Like, yeah. going it's, back it's time, in time. It's time to turn off. You need a break. You yeah, need to turn it's, off. You know, it's, um, it's so clever. And of but course... It does be a little hint, too, that the game is recording because you do get analysed at the end mm-hmm. of how you performed in your mission yep. yeah I say this game is keeping track of everything you do everything how often you do. you've been spotted how do you behave around traps do you run on top of landmines or do you scout out areas yeah it's, yeah, yeah so, very clever did both of you have that one fucking lying prick that said that they figured it out themselves yeah, you always meet people like that. Unbelievable, man. I always remember it at school, like because <laughs> I can't even remember how I found out. I think it was again, the I think game I maybe does give you hints after you die a couple of times. Yeah, on your codec Campbell basically tells you. This is a bit where the codec gets frustrating because Psychomantis breaks the fourth wall, but so does Campbell by telling you, press select to swap over you. It's like, alright, okay. It, that that that's not as as immersive as Psychomantis doing it. See, I think, again, I contacted, I think I contacted my cousin who worked in Electronics Boutique and then he knew because they obviously back then they would get the strategy guides in. Mm. And I think it was through that I found out. I don't think it was through Campbell. Would you love to break into that shop and just rip that one page out of every strategy? Oh. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Aye. Or just, just sort of blotch over it a wee bit as if it was a fucking printer. <laughs> Stick them together, Craig, I like your thinking. Aye, yeah. I'm good at that. Um I, th- I think everyone has a reference point for that one wanker that was like, nah, mate, I figured it out myself. I'm a genius. I, I, after, I, after I failed it the first time, I'm like, it that guy's... an extension of the completed it, mate. Yeah. Joke. Aye. Yeah. I think everyone... But a very 90s it. version of that, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that just that fucking one wanker at school that just had to, <laughs> nah, nah, I did it all. I did it all. Maybe I skipped that fight. <laughs> <laughs> See, with me playing it now, because obviously I played it on emulator, I, I, I can switch the control around, but I, I couldn't mm-hmm. be arsed. But obviously, again, in hindsight now, and if you die a few more times and you and you fight up your codec, it, it tells you then, Snake, if you can't change controller, shoot the shoot the statues in the corner. So you can then shoot the statues and then, then it then does the same job as switching your controller over. So I did that this time around, but I didn't obviously know that back then. I just switched the control like every fucking knob did when he tells you to. I see, I didn't even know that. And then playing, yeah, this, yeah. playing this time, you can do it on the control uh, the keyboard. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it seems to be fair. You, you wouldn't know about the statue thing if you didn't switch your controller. But why right. wouldn't you switch your controller? That's the point. Yeah. That's a strange thing. So at least it's got a failsafe for idiots that can't, still can't work out, I guess, you know? Or people that can't afford a second controller. Uh, well, yeah. You didn't need a second controller. Just plug it in. You just change port. Just change port. Oh, uh, yeah, right enough. Frick. Um, what, what I liked to Psycho Mantis as well was, obviously, when, when you beat him, and again, you know, you get the backstory about his childhood and, and why he's the way he did. And again, doing a bit of research and stuff, and like, and it, I didn't realize, obviously, you wouldn't notice, but obviously, after the, I suppose it's, it's conspiracy theories, I guess, but after the Cold mm-hmm. War, you know, the CIA were experimenting on people for telekinesis and psychic, but like, it's all, so it's, although it's a completely fictional and it's, and it's sci fi e, you could say, there's still a bit of, realism in that character as well that, that that's, yeah. that's the reason that he was he came up with with Psycho Mantis obviously for that. I was like, even on his speech he does mention that he was able to read his father's thoughts yeah. as a child yeah. so this scarring that he received afterwards obviously he's gone through experiments whatever the effects they've had. Yeah. And why but I mask, also yeah. thought again this was a reflection on Snake because I think it's before this he has the speech about being alone and not needing anyone and Mantis basically mirrors that speech back to him yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And we also see a bit of humility because he asks Snake to put his mask on for him. And again, if that was me, you're the bad guy. You've almost killed me. Go fuck yourself. But Snake puts his mask on. Oh, yeah. Oh, again, that's a bit of humility. So it shows you as well, I think, that although we've got this badass soldier, he's also a human as well. And like you said about coming back to I'm Fox just Grey. not look at that fucking butterface anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just them, like, it's sort of showing that these people are all warriors and they almost deserve, like, a noble death kind of thing. It's almost that. Yeah, even though back. they're enemies, there's a respect between mm-hmm. them. Yeah. All is fair in love and war. Fuck off. <laughs> That's a direct quote from Mei Ling, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> you copied in a lot of her stuff, are you? I, I've, I've written them all down. I'm going to start basing my life on Mei Ling's proverbs. Snake. Oh, snake related, aren't they? It's snake. I'd like to see how far that gets you. <laughs> not very far. <laughs> not very far, you know. Doing that accent's not get you know. Don't give me a lot of favours either. Okay. Snake obsession. <laughs> Sniper Wolf is up next. Yeah, as I said earlier, that Vietnam scene where she shot Meryl. Yeah. That's a, I almost dropped my little steam deck into the bath. I was going to say earlier, right, so you played through this on Steam Deck. What percentage of the game did you play in the bathroom? 19. In the bath itself or the bathroom? Bathroom. Very little. I was uh, reclining on the sofa, as I want to do. Oh, right, okay. 
I thought it was maybe your take a shit game. I thought you were going to try and repeat your sitting down wee rhetoric on me. I've heard enough of it. Thank you. <laughs> so far. <laughs> Standing all the way. Pissing out the window. <laughs> yeah, so Sniper Wolf. We enjoyed this boss fight? No, I didn't. To be honest with you. Because trying to snipe in this game is a fucking ball ache. Mm. Abs- it's a horrible mechanic. And it was not a fun fight at all. You need to get the smokes out, steady your aim. No, I didn't actually. Uh, diazepam again. Coming back to <laughs> coming back to obviously the game and, and, and little guns and Valium. Exactly. Because <laughs> I mean, I remember picking up the diazepam and obviously again, knowing that's that's just to steady your hand. Of course, this is where it then comes in handy. Pop a few pills, this steady your hand. Snake hurts his back. Uh, his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the good stuff, baby. Uh, no, the, the the first fight was a fucking ball ache. Second one was piss easy. You just use the, uh, the the Nikita. You, you, you can hide behind like like a like a mound. You just use the Nikita and just basically home in on her. Um, and even though you know five shots of your where your Nikita can take down a helicopter, Sniper Wolf also takes five hits. She's a strong woman. Uh, she doesn't fuck about. Not even a blemish in the cutscene afterwards. Not a thing. Yeah, you know, she's not even blown to bits. She's got a great backstory, though. She's, um, which I found really funny. I where you were going with that? Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I get no, she, back. It turns out she's uh, she's Kurdish, and she gets she gets captured by Saddam Hussein in the in the uh, Iraq Iran War, and she gets brainwashed. Oh, you're old boy. Hmm. You're oh, old yeah, his boy, yeah, old boy. <laughs> and uh, she gets brainwashed, and, and Big Boss, i.e., that Big Boss, finds her and uh, takes her to America and, and kind of re, uh, re. What's the opposite of brainwashing? You re. Not reintroduce. Rehabilitate, sir. No, she's not a junkie, Craig. Um, she's brainwashed. She's been used as a, as a weapon of mass destruction. When you re educate? Ah, I can't even think of the fucking word. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's how she's on on the uh, on, on Foxhound, and she then obviously then works with Liquid, and yeah, I just find that backstory really fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. The one the one bit that instantly jumped out to me about this fight. So when you approach, and then obviously Meryl gets shot, you would think that you would want like it's quite a time sensitive situation. But mm-hmm. what uh, Snake does is hide behind a wall and spend the next ten minutes on his codec getting more information from folk. You're like, I mean, obviously, hey, Colonel, are you watching this too? It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like it goes on for, I mean, I say 10 minutes, it wasn't 10 minutes, but it was at least five. And I'm I like, right. With the slow motion and bullet time in twin snakes, it could have been 10 minutes. Yeah. But then, he's just like bleeding out. And he's just like, he's, he, he calls multiple people. Off the wall. Sure he calls like two or three people in the codec. And I'm like, she's fucking dying, mate. Get fucking awesome gear. But you're right. It probably is 10 minutes. Cause you need to run all the way fucking back and get a sniper rifle. Sniper rifle is miles away. Yeah. Uh, because because you've now got your level four or five key card. So in actual fact, you're probably right. <laughs> you know, as she's bleeding out from four yeah. fucking sniper bullets in her legs. He's, you know, he's got absolutely no fucking sense of urgency Meryl. at all. Meryl. And did did any of any saw the Easter egg where like seeing this instance? See if you start shooting her. Have you? Did any of any you tried no, that? She no, she does ask you to shoot her. Yeah, but see, we'll see if you do. You shoot it a couple of times, and all of a sudden it jumps to the codec, and they they all start going mental at you. What are you doing? You're <laughs> you're going to kill her. And you're like, well, I've just shot her five times, so she should be fucking dead. And then you go back out and you shoot her again, and then you go back in, and they're like, ah, "Stop it, Snake! You're going to kill her!" 
and he just gets more and more annoyed every time you keep shooting. <laughs> and eventually, she will die, and you'll get a game over. But you can shoot her like ten times. But like, I think it's either twice or three times he interrupts you, and he's like, "What are you doing, man? Stop shooting her!" And it's obviously when you look back and think, "That's his daughter." Actually, I feel yeah. he's, he's like, "Call you, gonna stop." <laughs> but he just—it's it's so bizarre. Like he just keeps. I just keeps going. There's so many little, and it's obviously I like, love that they put things like that in. Yeah, they had to record the voice for that. <laughs> Like it's it's something that's so ninety five percent of people aren't going to see it, but if you do that, they have recorded voiceover for it, and it's there for you. And it's just <laughs> looking back, it's mad that they went to that level. Oh, attention to detail, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Like you say, the second part of it's certainly easy. Nah, it's easy. You just cheese it. Yeah, I don't think you're not supposed to do that. Of course, that's not what it's designed to do. But yeah, easy but cheese. I, I'll take it. At a certain point, you fucking need to, don't you? Like, oh fuck, it's, I, it's, it's especially when she can't miss. Like, she literally doesn't miss. If you pop your head out, she shoots you. That's the that's one annoying trait about most games is that enemies cannot miss. Yeah, I know it's it's not the easiest of games. No. I would say. If you guys do anything after this, the cutscene for the final battle on Twin Snakes, superb. I don't know how many backflips Solid Snake performs throughout this game in that version. Divine. Right. And, and the lead up to the final boss. When you're fighting Sniper Wolf, there's a portion where she shoots the sniper rifle out of your hand. All right. And you do a backflip to get it back. Fancy slow motion twirl. The two of you aim at each other and there's a moment of hesitation and then two shots at the same time. <laughs> it is so over the top. Wow. I need to play this version. I need to try this. You need to get a Steam Deck. Get yourself sorted out, lad. You're supposed to be a games reviewer. I know. I, I need <laughs> and you can get them off the shelf now as well. I know, I know, I really should, but it's. I'm sitting here, I'm fucking getting married in two months, and I've got a PSVR 2 to Priori- Priorities, do you know what I mean? Wife or podcast? Yeah, you need that PSVR 2 for all the great title that's coming out for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, anyway. You can play the older games on it. I know, I know, I probably don't need it day one, but at the same point, I do. At the same point, I do. FOMO. As I, I love VR. I've, I've always loved VR. And uh, I, think, I need to be get on the MetaQuest Pro. <laughs> fifteen hundred quid. Fucking, <laughs> fifteen hundred quid for an hour's battery life, right on it. But think of the Tetris effect in eight K. <laughs> Tetris effect is something else in VR. It really is. It's right. It's quite an experience. Detracted. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, before I will get lost in a VR, a VR hole here. Uh, right, Liquid Snake. Yes. Which is the most ridiculous fucking name for a villain ever. Aye, shite name. Great villain, shite name. Is he a great villain? Well, he is because you get obviously because a I huge... laughed every fucking time he opened his mouth. Well, where did his English accent come from, first of all? But um... Big brother? Or is it little brother? <laughs> that was actually pretty fucking... That was almost as good as my Christopher Walken earlier. <laughs> it was impressive, actually. Yeah, fucking wank them. I'm, I'm starting to think that the Irish accent's just put on. <laughs> I do put it on. I've been practicing for about twenty years yeah, now. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen. We, we get one of the one of the biggest twists in gaming with Liquid Steak. 
you know, we learn that they are they're the clones of Big Boss, and obviously, Liquid is annoyed that his brother, brother, that he got the dominant genes over Liquid, and he's annoyed because he feels let down. And of course, in the end credit scene, he got the baby dick. He got yeah. the baby dick. But we learn at the end that it wasn't. He was wrong. He, it was um, Snake, Solid Snake, had the baby dick genes all along. It's so overt with the, the names Liquid and Solid, though, isn't it? Like and then Solid like... later on as well, El it's... Presidente, yeah. Uh, it's, it's so One's like... a wet dream joke, the other's a constant erection joke. <laughs> exactly. Just past it. <laughs> it's too easy for you. Yeah. Aye, they've just they've obviously just thought, <laughs> let's just hammer that nail right on the head with the names. <laughs> yeah. I thought the uh, the, the helicopter uh, boss fight was fucking brilliant. Really, really well done. Um, what I was impressed with most was the sound effects because when the when the helicopter flies over your head, this mm. the the sound literally flies over your head. Like, fucking, that's really fucking good. The attention to detail and, and little bits like that were, were, were fantastic. Um, I was a big big fan of that. And, and to be fair, I enjoyed I enjoyed the battle anyway. Um, you know, like sneaking in, sneaking out. Got your um, got your your what do you call it? Ugh, not the Nikita. I didn't use the Nikita. I used the other one. Um, forgot the fucking name of it now. <laughs> they had the launcher anyway. Um, so yeah, cracking, cracking fight or battle. Mm-hmm. It does do a good example of this is why people wanted to move over to disc media from the cartridge. Mm-hmm. The sound design alone just was stepped up so much. Yeah, ugly polygons, fantastic sound. Yeah, well, they say that's why. It- took up two discs was because of the sound and the uh, yeah. and, and the voice that's that's what pushed on the two discs if it wasn't for that it wouldn't have been which this, kind of tells your story I mean the soundtrack's absolutely tremendous oh it's frighteningly good it really is yeah. like it's uh... I mean it's something obviously that, that will be a familiar trait for every game he, he produces obviously um, the soundtracks are just always always fucking epic but in this one is particularly good I think it's just because, like, obviously, you look back and, like, I would say that, like, Mario has a tremendous soundtrack. Like, there's not, like, there was plenty of, like, SNES and NES games that had, like, epic. Yeah, yeah, particularly a lot of JRPGs definitely did. We spoke about that before, Punk, obviously. Epic soundtracks, but, like, I don't know, I just feel like this, like, it was a SNES. This was a cinematic score. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When it wasn't just like sixteen bit, it was like I uh, festival. Like yeah, it felt like a proper. And I don't remember there being certainly on the PlayStation One. Like I can't remember. I mean, you would guys would probably say final. The sound chip on board the PlayStation wasn't the greatest. That's mm. why you got the the Final Fantasy Seven, and that's not to detract from its music, but the range they used on it was on board. Right. Which if this was external and saved on the disc is pretty why it took up so much mm-hmm. space yeah right I was going to say like I mean I, I'm sure I remember people saying like the score for Final Fantasy 7 was incredible but like for me like I didn't play that and so this on the it PlayStation was, it was 1 just the instruments they used would have been limited there's a particular sound as Daniel know that fake guitar mm-hmm. chug right because uh, I mean, this this is the first time on the PlayStation One that I can remember like a totally epic soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Even again, even playing it now, it is um, yeah, it is, it is a bit special to be fair. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, like yeah. obviously the graphics. There's no way the graphics can hold up 
Uh, there's no way that like that certain things like that. Fucking eyes, Craig. <laughs> looks like shite. <laughs> but I mean, the aye, the music itself, like that, that doesn't degrade over time. Like it's it's no. really is excellent. Music is timeless. Yeah. Yeah, it's what you're trying to say. Polygon, polygons aren't, but Mozart is. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just thinking back. Well, the fuck it is. Come on, people still listen to Mozart. What music is timeless? Good music is timeless. I was more just thinking back to when you said about the. You said about the knot of an eyes, like it totally. I it's it's like fucking Slenderman or something. Isn't it? When you think back, Slenderman. No wonder Meryl was so creeped out that fucker staring at him. Her. <laughs> it's creepy as fuck, that eyes, when you really think about it. <laughs> Christopher Walken with his fucking eyes gouged out. <laughs> wow, liquid. We must stop. <laughs> yeah, so I thought liquid was fucking comical through and through, and I couldn't take him seriously at all. He was, yeah, he was just, he was just camp as fuck, yeah. Wandering around it. Torture room topless. Oh, fuck off, you prick. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to stay for the actual torture. Ooh. Yeah, that was, so, that was so Bond villainy, wasn't it? It was very. Come total Bond villain. <laughs> yeah. Leave I never, right at the end. I never leave leave the that, idiot henchman to do it. He, that's definitely a thing. Like, he definitely. <laughs> I, that's definitely a take on Bond. the one armed prick to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. So. Punk, you're saying that you're not a massive fan of Liquid Snake then, so if you... What boss fight would you have subbed in to be the final boss? Or did you... Were you happy? Were you just not happy with the character, but you were happy with the way it ended? Or would you Would you have... Obviously, the way the, well, the, the, way the story goes, it sort of has to be him, but would you Would you have preferred a more epic boss fight from earlier in the game, and then just a cutscene well, to no, sort of explain that? what happened, because the previous boss fights were brilliant and we mentioned that snake was almost bonding with these people after he brutally murdered them they were such a strong cast and then you finished on this fucking prick that had no real cause apart from like small dick syndrome mm-hmm. well which, which basically is kind of what it was in a way wasn't it it was small dick syndrome um that you didn't actually have whereas everybody else had real they believed in what they were doing yeah. they were working towards something mm-hmm. whereas it felt like this was just a means for him to meet solid snake and have a really homoerotic wrestling match with him yeah well for I, a crescendo yeah and that, that's what i was going to get at next so like obviously we, we, we the game obviously comes to a end where we where we meet rex which obviously is what we've been looking for this whole time our metal gear and metal uh, gear metal gear and i actually found the Metal Gear fight itself pretty fucking simple. A little bit too easy given how powerful well, this thing was supposed to be. be. A world ender, basically. Yeah, or... and you take it apart with some grenades, so <clears throat> can't be that good. But the, the 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 intense bit, as you've just mentioned, was the whole erotic. Suddenly, we're almost half. We are basically half naked, and we're going to fight on top of on top of the destroyed wrecks, um, mm-hmm. which was a lot more intense than anything else, because um, obviously liquid. When you hit him three times, he's got a fucking eye frame, hasn't he? And he's like, fucking hell, you know, he just turns invisible and runs away. I'm like, fuck you, you know. But yeah, it's um it kind of all came to, like you've said, a very homoerotic ending. I just thought it was a letdown. Given the boss fights we'd had, and not just mechanically, gameplay wise, the stories revolving around them, the connections, what Snake realized about himself. All fantastic. 
for that to come to that head just felt like a wasted opportunity. I think Grey Fox would have been a better final boss. I know, but then you needed you needed a big boss twist. You needed to introduce that character into the new Metal Gear series, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. You had to have the big twist, the big reveal, the big shock moment, and you got that with Liquid. You maybe got you maybe you maybe got a Ponzi that. boss. I get that. I know a lot of people go for that, but at that moment, no, I didn't. I kind of gathered they were the same person given the name. I thought they were clones of each other. Mm-hmm. And the fact you know, that given the storyline up to that point, you are expecting something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But then the reveal is still shocking though, to get told it, is it not? Say, oh, why have they got the same surname? Yeah, true. <laughs> well, yeah. I think see back when I when I first played the game, like I was so taken by the sort of stealth aspect of it. Like I say, I, I really enjoyed the boss fights, but mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't as invested in it's probably back to what you were saying, Donnie, like maybe we were a bit too young for it at the time. Like I, I loved the gameplay and I played through the game multiple times, but I don't think the story had the emotional impact that it would have had for maybe older people. Like I was just like like I remember it at certain points been like a ah, story's just a bit convoluted and not really taking it in that much, but just been like so absorbed by the gameplay and the bosses themselves that I was just like, I don't really I'm not really sure what's going on with this fucking clone nonsense, but I don't really care. I'm just really enjoying the game almost. Yeah, I think obviously you, you then realise, I suppose, and again, it's easy to look in hindsight at the fantasy element of, <clears throat> excuse me, the fantasy element of Metal Gear Solid, which I suppose you maybe weren't expecting playing this 25 years ago. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's maybe why I've, like, I didn't really, although I loved metal gear solid one i remember the same like with metal gear solid two and three mm-hmm. like i think it wasn't a big issue to me when i was like see when i got to four and i was like nah i'm not really feeling this and i got to five and i bounced quite early like it wasn't i wasn't i still wasn't massively invested in the sort of overarching story and it, by that point i was like there's better stealth games for me mm-hmm. and so like i was mainly in it for the stealth but by that point, we had really fucking good Hitman games. We had like so many other stealth games that I was just like, I can happily just walk away from this. I um, I, I think you I think you need to go on PlayStation Store. You'll get five for like three pound. I've got it. I own it. Oh, so I, own, I own Ground um, Zeroes. I own the five. I'm pretty sure I own four on disc somewhere. Um, I think I think, you and I've got the go HD collection as well. And give it our chance. <laughs> Maybe. Five is great. Five is really fucking. It's different. There's people that say, "Oh, it's not a Metal Gear Solid game because it's more open world and and there's there's you know the and what other bullshit they want to say." It's fucking good. I just think people need to accept things change. People don't want to invest eighty hours into something they might not enjoy. Yeah. See, what I remember about the first one is so uh, sorry the the fifth one the intro when you're you're like trying to escape out like a hospital or something like that. Yes, and I was like, right, I don't fucking like this one bit because it was <laughs> it was quite story heavy. But then see when you got to the sort of open world bit, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. And I remember coming to like a camp where there was like maybe like fifty enemies, and uh, <laughs> this is just me all over because I love stealth so much. I was like, you didn't have to do it, but I was like, I'm taking out every single person oh, in this camp every single one and i'm going to do it stealthily and what i don't know i don't even know if people knew this was possible right but so i start fucking choking people tranking them 
uh, and then all of a sudden alarms started going off like half an hour later and I'm like what the fuck's going on because they found all the bodies no because they started to wake up oh of course yeah yeah <laughs> only trying for so long you idiot <laughs> well in most games when you know when you I mean, knock, this is supposed to be more realistic you can't just well, this, obviously I but I was used to like you, you know what it's like you like knock people out they're knocked out but I these fuckers yeah. had started to wake Aye, up You're like yeah. some cunts fucking knocked me out see when you get the extraction balloon oh my god it's one of my favourite things in a game that That's was cool. Fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> yeah. Aye, that, w- that was quite cool. I'll maybe cool go back to it at some point. Like, I would, to, like, I would like to go back to Ford as well if they give us a, a modern way of doing so. Mm. But yeah, I would, I, would, I, would, I would agree. Certainly in terms of the boss fights themselves, like it does sort of end on, I would say, the weakest one. Uh, but I, I see why it had to be done for the story. I just I wonder yeah. if they could have maybe wrapped that up with like a cutscene instead of a boss fight. Um, but then you needed then, to destroy Metal Gear, though. I know. That's I know. the thing. And you like, can't like, have both. Like, like you said, Donnie, I think maybe that the the destruction of Metal Gear should have been should have felt more rewarding. Like it mm. almost did. You were like, oh, maybe if Metal that. Gear was the end and Liquid was trying to prevent you from stopping Metal Gear. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the structure felt odd. It was such a lackluster ending to the game, which it had been building up really well towards the end. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, speaking of, so in terms of the game itself, like, did you guys sort of focus on stealth, or were you all out guns, or like, how did you approach the game? Stealthy as possible. Again, playing it, I'm, I'm only go by playing it now playing as stealthy as possible, largely because of the aged mechanics, to be honest with you. I didn't. I felt as if I didn't have much choice, because obviously it is awkward to play that now. The bit I find frustrating was, see the amount of times I snuck up behind someone, tried to choke them, and threw them over my fucking shoulder. I was, I was like, ugh. I, ended up, I, I swear to God, I ended up actually just, just avoid... I, I probably killed as little people as you, as you would believe, honestly. I barely killed anybody in this game. I just, I'm just, I just, I just ran past them, snuck past them, whatever. I found that a lot easier in the end. Well, that's exactly what happened to me at the beginning. So, like I say, I was used to from playing the game back at launch. Like I was able to just ninja out, choke people out, and that's what I, what I did. But like when I started up the game a couple of weeks ago, like every single time I tried to take someone out from behind, like just, just threw like, them. I he just <laughs> yeah. he just flipped them over, and I'm like, why is he fucking doing that? Oh. And then I was like, right. At a certain point, I'd restarted the game about fucking 10 times, and I was like, mm. right, clearly I'm pressing the wrong fucking button here or something, or there's some sort of other button you've got to press. But then one of the times it worked, and I was like, oh, I know. Fucking temperamental as fuck. Yeah. I think it's. I think you've got to just press square and no direction button of any kind. So basically, you've got to be stood still. Right. I think that, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, that would make I was sense. Like, oh, my God. In the end, I just fucking snuck past as much people as I could. I think it's because yeah. everyone respawns anyway. No fucking point. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Punk? I did when Twin Snakes first released for the GameCube. I did that uh, no fatalities. Mm-hmm. Wow. But it took ages. That wow. took a lot more patience than I had for this run. Fuck, and no trophy to, to mm. count about. <laughs> uh, trophies are a waste of time anyway. <laughs> oh. The real oh. accomplishment is playing the game. <laughs> you can't value that for itself. A fucking heel touch. You're wasting oh. your life. <laughs> Spoken like a man in his sixties. An absolute no <laughs> turn. I would like this time when I was playing it. I 
planned on doing it completely stealthy, but I found that the stealth mechanics at times didn't hold up enough for me to do that. And so of course, I got of to course. a point where, like, like I say at the beginning, I was just restarting, 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 and trying to do I it. I think it's way. impressive how much the game's held up since it released, but there's definitely some aging has happened. Oh, God, mm-hmm. I, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, by the end, like if I was trying to go stealthy, but if things went wrong, I just tried to adapt on the fly. And uh, certainly when I played it back in the nineties, that was not the case. Like it was load checkpoint, go back. You would just fucking... drop a grenade and run away. <laughs> that was your tactic. You'll do this till you get it right, kind of thing. Like I was married to the stealth in the game back then, but I just I, I didn't have the patience for it this time. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Um, so. What do you think? Is Metal Gear Solid more important for PlayStation or Kojima himself? Punk, I'll let you answer that first. Even now, when Kojima mentioned that he wouldn't be working with Microsoft, all you got on social media was, don't forget who made you. Mm -hmm. They think he is a Sony product. Yes. I myself so will admit I'm slightly guilty of that. Is PlayStation? It's do you? Yeah. Aye. Well, Twin Snakes is a fantastic game, and it got such kickback, and it's just because it was on a different platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fort Worth Raging. That was in GameCube. Yeah. I remember that at the time. Yeah, it was just because Miyamoto and Kojima had quite a good working relationship. He wanted Metal Gear Solid on a Nintendo platform, and they came to a compromise. And people were fucking furious. Raging. Yeah. Uh, well, you, it's funny you say that because the reaction to that, what, 20 years ago, Twin mm-hmm. Snakes, is the same reaction to Kojima going to Xbox. Look at the, look at the PlayStation fans' reactions, oh, yeah. you know? Aye, like I, I, I've got both, so I, I'm okay. I, I'll, I'll be fine. I will play whatever he's got, but if I didn't have both, I'd be annoyed, you know? You don't want to miss out. If Sony don't want to put a ring on him, and yeah. maybe he doesn't want that because he's been burnt by being owned before. Yeah, with, with Konami, yeah. He's going to go where the best deal is. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. His name's the only thing worth the thing about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. From, I, I thought you were going to say the opposite. I'm, I'm quite surprised that you're saying that it's it's more important for places. I, I think as a, as a legacy, it's more important to him because the PlayStation could have and would have survived without Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. But Hideo Kojima wouldn't be who he was today if it wasn't for Metal Gear Solid. That's my view on it. Again, when you look back at the series Grand Theft Auto, would it be where it is without the PlayStation One? No. Yeah. It's very PlayStation was important to a certain era of gaming. Of course, yeah. And you can't detract from that. Yeah. It's it's so difficult, obviously, as well, because like if say Kojima had made Metal Gear Solid. The, game we've just reviewed and then he's turned around and went I'm not making any sequels like I suppose like he could have went on to make something else as iconic you, you don't really yeah. know but well he did Death Stranding <laughs> let's be let's be honest let's be but serious like, for a minute fuck it don't fucking bollocks me I was just I was just oh, uh, you need to be half a wreck going into that game to enjoy it oh no it's f- oh, don't even, honestly I was going to. Oh, I was, oh, oh, honesty. Oh, genuine criticism. I can't handle it. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I was going to come. Just, just enjoy it. Just love it, please. 
I was going to completely let it go, but I was going to say, like, when you were talking about uh, Kojima and PlayStation, I was going to say, I Xbox are getting some excellent, are about to get some excellent fucking <laughs> some horror game where we're, getting, where we're getting fucking Death Stranding too. <laughs> but uh, I, I look, I enjoyed Death Stranding. I fucking saw it through to the Platinum. I, I liked that enough, but I'm less than excited about a sequel if it's going to be the same thing. I just couldn't. It's one of those ones that go, you would be playing anything else right now. Why are you putting yourself through this? It was relaxing. It was... It, uh, there was a lot of Metal Gear in it, I thought. Mm-hmm. But it was missing the stealth, which was my favourite thing about Metal Gear. <laughs> Not that you didn't have a little bit of sneaking about and stuff like that, but I don't know. It was missing... Yeah, the sort of bondy stealth. I don't know. I just feel it's a game you know you're going to enjoy it before you play it. I don't think it wins people around. Well, well, see, to be fair, it sort of went... I, I was... I, I can't even remember why I picked it up at launch, because I was... Mm. Everything I'd seen beforehand, I was like, fuck this, man, this looks because fucking that terrible. Was another thing, too, the amount of hype and the amount of people that picked that up again, because there were massive Kojima fans, and they loved it. And they're on your friends list. You can see they unlocked two achievements, and they never went back to it. Mm. But they love it. It's brilliant. It's a work of genius. I say, like, all right. Go and fucking play it then. <laughs> I, I just, I never found the time to go back to it. Bollocks. <laughs> yeah, funny that, isn't mm-hmm. it? I remember at the time Andy being devastated because he's a massive Metal Gear fan. And then <laughs> it came out and he said to me, he was like, what's it like? And I was like, it's nothing like what you're expecting. Yeah. He was like, ah, but it's Kojima, I like it anyway. And then I remember him coming around and being like, actually devastated, just going, I fucking... <laughs> It's I fucking don't like it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. He was so excited about it. He's like, I just can't. What? Why am I just walking about doing fucking nothing? Um, is all I'm doing delivering packages? And I was like, there's story and stuff, but uh, you spend a lot of time delivering packages. I. He's like, I can't fucking handle this. <laughs> to just fucking throw the towel in. He was devastated. But no, it grew on me. Actually, it did grow on me. I thought the characters were really good. Um, yeah. But I, I don't want a sequel to it. I would rather, yeah, I'd rather he did anything else. Give, I, I don't understand why he won't go on and do something like PT. And maybe that's what Xbox is getting. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I just, it almost seems like a fucking. Well, well, he is, it, it, why would you not? Why would you not follow up on that? I know he can't do PT, but like that. I mean, that is literally the most famous demo ever, mm-hmm. ever. So why would you not just take that and go like? This is what it I'm doing. It doesn't feel like one of those destructive creatives. Mm. Death Stranding probably got rebooted 10 times internally before it finished off being what it is today. Mm-hmm. Hey, that man needs to be sat down and given a routine, but if that happens, he can't create. Yeah. And you have to find the happy medium. Mm-hmm. I wonder as well, maybe if with PT it's a case of, like, don't be wrong, it was a good demo and it certainly, it, it mm-hmm. came along at a time where survival horror was lacking big time and so yeah. that certainly helped as well and I wonder if he looks at it now and goes, whatever I create here is not going to match the hype of what people <laughs> have built up in their head. Like, folk were selling Duke PlayStation for a thousand pounds and stuff, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Because it had the demo installed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe just, but I think like people that. just want what they can't have. Yeah, it's games that were never localized, and I can't wait. Mother three, once it gets localized, I'll buy ten copies. I say, you know, you can buy crack copies of it now. I say, ah, I couldn't really be arsed. It's not that good again, <laughs> but I really want it. 
So one one last question I've got is we've heard rumours for God, it must be about a year and a half now that this game is being remade. And I don't know whether to believe them or not because I feel like when those rumours surfaced, if that was the case, I feel like we would have seen something about it. But maybe, maybe they'll just wait until they're further along. Do you think we'll get a remake of this game? I want one, obviously. Mm -hmm. A full Grounds Up remake. Um, I I think eventually... We probably will. I don't understand why it's not happened now. I don't understand why Sony and, and Konami haven't just thrown money at each other like a fucking strip joint to get it done. But about a year ago, almost to the day actually, um, VGC said that Metal Gear Solid 3 was getting remade so they had heard. That was that, that was literally almost a year ago to the day. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 3 getting remade first would make more sense because it's the first game in terms of timeline. Okay. So I can kind of I buy that if they're going to start then putting them in timeline order. Um, but that's all we've really got to go on it, to be honest with you. Chris in the Discord, you know, his, his comment was it's probably the most deserving game that, that sorry, most deserving game of a full ground up remake. And I, to be fair, I kind of agree with that, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. What were you, Punk? Do you think we'll see it? Again, I've. I have this funny notion of Konami, and no, I don't think so. It's just, it doesn't benefit them enough financially to really invest in this. But as Donnie was saying, if Sony or somebody threw money at them, yeah. and Sony do have Blue Point sitting about who are renowned yeah. for their remakes. Yeah. Like if that got the Demon Souls treatment. Amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I do wonder if there is like a sort of uh, see. I feel like if they did re, I mean, obviously, say they might remake three first, which would make sense. But if they were to remake the first one, I feel like they would have to. I would quite like them to stick with the camera angle, but just make it mm-hmm. like have some quality of life updates. But I feel like if they were remaking it, they would do an over the shoulder camera. Absolutely, and, yeah. And I wonder, like, if they were doing that level of a remake they then have to go in and recode a lot of stuff. And I wonder if some of the holdup is that they're like, there's a sort of apprehension to do that without Kojima being involved. Well, yeah. Are you playing Kerplunk with code at that stage? Yeah. Like, so if, if they were going to go to those lengths, are they like, right, well, if we're doing that, we sort of need Kojima on board. Oh, but he's get him, sit him down in the middle of the room, let him play with his Lego. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's involved, but maybe, maybe he's not willing to, or like, well, he definitely, know. he's definitely not willing to with Konami. That's for fucking sure, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Aye, there's, but obviously, there is no love lost there. No, but if, obviously, yeah. if, if, if Sony were to license, if Sony were, yeah, but maybe Kojima has been like, no, I'm still not interested, and then nah. so maybe Sony's turned around and went, right, well, look, we don't really want to do this without his blessing because we don't want to fuck the guy off. So there could be holdups with things like that. I definitely well, think the idea has been bound like around and it's been like are we doing this are we not and that's where the rumors have came from but whether it's got oh, past do you want a remake yes i would love a remake what if kojima isn't involved in any way at all no then anybody could make a game like that uh, yeah but so the thing it's, is it's like someone pointed out to me before he doesn't technically need to be involved because you've got the storyline there i know but if he He's, isn't will there be I, just, I don't know. Like, but if you're going to alter it in any way... Yeah, which you couldn't do. It would, have to, it, would have, it would have to be a one-for-one. One. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah point, that's all the way it could work. The top down, they'd have to keep, which I want them to do. If they remake it, I'd, I want the camera angle to stay, but I just feel like they would feel like if they were redoing this, that they, if they were putting such a big budget into it, that they couldn't have top down graphics. Are we finally at the age where they could charge £70 for a PS1 remaster? I'd pay seventy. Are they really that arrogant? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm part of the problem though. If they re-released this game tomorrow and it was just the PS1 classic, but it had a platinum trophy, I'd pay seventy pounds for it. <laughs> oh my days! Addict. Wow. <laughs> the worst thing is, is it'd be a, if it's if it's Konami. The platinum trophy will be fucking horrific. Metal Gear Solid Five. See the platinum trophy for that is awful. No, no. It is brutal. <laughs> I mean, like this you, game. This game doesn't have difficulty options, but if they were fucking releasing a, 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 a fucking, even if it was a port with a platinum trophy, all of a sudden there'd be an ultra hard mode somehow. You have to do <laughs> it in one life. Oh, honestly, it'd be it'd be horrific. It'd be horrific. I'd, I'd dread and the thing. No saves. Yeah, that's what they would do. They would add a trophy in when it's do it in one run. No saves. No deaths. No saves. Yeah, it'd be something. You know that would because five is solid enough. Yeah, mm. I don't trust them. Shout up bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one last question. Okay. Can love bloom on the battlefield? Uh, that was already brought up earlier. <laughs> Why repeat jokes? <laughs> because you stole my thunder, motherfucker. I think it can. When your life flashes, <laughs> your life flashes before your eyes. Uh, spoken like a true soldier there, you know. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it can. When I, my days in the Gulf War, it could, uh, yes. We've all been there. <laughs> at Tesco, trying to get a fucking roll of toilet roll, looking over. Someone We're back in lockdown again. Eye. Fucking pasta. <laughs> Someone catches your eye. Yeah, I think it can. <laughs> I've been to war often. Mm. <laughs> yes. Craig, seen things. <laughs> Through the bushes. <laughs> With my fucking... Uh, cardboard box in my head <laughs> um, user comment wise just got a couple left um, at dkboy1991 on twitter said Metal Gear Solid to me still to this day has the biggest and best plot twist in gaming and at this platinum says this was truly a landmark title and honestly first real modern game for action and stealth gameplay it's a 10 out of 10. So many memorable moments to count, but for me, the fight with Ninja is just incredible. Yeah, I think he's actually nailed it there. Like, like I say, there probably was some some games that like attempted to do this before it, but this, mm-hmm. to me, was yeah the biggest set-piece game to date at the time, and I, I felt like it was just it was such a leap from what I personally had played before. Yeah, because it's always this, and the Siphon filter, thief. I'm trying to think back to what's the earliest 3D stealth game I remember, but it's always those three that come up in conversation. Yeah, Tenchu, uh, Tenchu, Metal Gear Solid. Well, yeah. yeah, but I'm, I'm like I say, ten, I think you're right. Maybe Tenchu, uh, maybe Thief didn't get localized until '99, but they all, all mm-hmm. three are listed as 1998 games, but. I'm sure Metal Gear Solid came out in like February or March, so it would have, it would have been first. I was I was convinced that Thief was after, but I could be wrong. 
That's what I'm saying. Thief, like, so Metal Gear, I'm sure, was like February or March 98. Mm-hmm. I think Tenshu was like October 98. And then I'm not sure where uh, Thief was, but I think you're right. It might not have got localized till 99. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think Metal Gear was the first of the three. It's certainly the first one that I played. Which yeah, is, which is all that matters. the first one that comes up in people's memories. Yeah. Which is the main thing. Yeah. And it's the one that stood the test of time, obviously. Tenshu getting driven into the ground. Mm. And uh, I quite liked the Thief game on uh, last gen, but uh, nobody else did. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that died a fucking death, and you can pick it up on every sale that every store does for like £1.20. <laughs> okay, then. So, in closing, this has been quite a, it's been a longer episode than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, uh, that's why I haven't mentioned fucking twin snakes at all. We've broke the two hour mark. Fair enough. Is there, anything, is there anything you'd like to drop in there about it? Oh, fuck no, dude. No. <laughs> He's like, I'm done. I do, I do 30 minute podcasts, you cunts. Hello? Oh, no. They have touched on it. People hated it because it was on a Nintendo platform. It holds up if you can get your hands on it. And definitely, if you've got a Steam Deck, it uh, unlocks a frame rate. It's quite nice. Cool, right? I'm definitely going to take a look at that because it did. For the, the small bits of video of it I saw looked really, really good. It's the cutscenes. It the brought in uh, director Kojima was a massive fan and wanted it to be the Matrix, and it shows backflips, bullet time. Oh, it's it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's the, I'm all over that. I love bullet time. That's one of my favorite mechanics in games. <laughs> Okay, right, so this has been the fourth episode of Games Revisited. Uh, Donnie, would you like to give us your socials, or social, and hopefully it's still there by Monday? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, this one is at Donnie's tweets. The, the the plural of Donnie is a Z this time, at Donnie's tweets, and I, I am behaving and trying to keep this, this Twitter account. Any, any burning accounts you want to reveal? No, not just now. This is <laughs> too many as it is. Okay, and Punk, would you like to give us your socials and plug your podcast? Of course I would. It's the only reason I came along today. She kept you waiting. (laughs) Oh, for nothing. Two hours. What else would I be doing? (laughs) Getting ready to go to work. But yes, if you go to WTFDYW, which stands for what the fuck do you want? .co.uk. That has all the socials. That has all the links. Wherever you find your podcast. I'm normally hiding in and around there. And can I plug the second one? I keep forgetting I've got a second one. You can. You can. Filthy Elden Ring Stings. By the time this is up, the last episode's probably out. Binge it. It's class. That's my plan. My plan is to, in fact, binge it when I get back to the mm-hmm. game. So I've been looking forward to that. When I'm you actually... get back to When you pretend you're going to play Elden Ring. Fuck you. You shut your face. <laughs> I was editing and uploading the last episode and just sad face on. Just, oh, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be back. The, the, DLC, <laughs> DLC. the DLC's near. DLC, yeah. I keep telling him that, but he thinks I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no, definitely t- check out the podcast. It is, it's definitely my weekly rotation and I would recommend it and do recommend it often to many people. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening to this episode. We will be back next week with a regular episode and back at the end of the month with a monthly recap. Until It'll then... probably be Ben from Grumpy Gamers again. No, we've actually no. Bumped, we've bumped your latest guest. <gasps> Holy fuck. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs>
we'll, we'll, we'll let you do a test run and we've, we've decided that he's, he's ready for he's ready for market wow ham face is coming <laughs> I'll definitely be checking that one out then there you go you, you don't anyway there's a, there's oh, a down, fuck you there's a download <laughs> listen to myself and you on the same episode ooh fuck <laughs> There you go. But yes, gentlemen, thanks for the invite. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.